1069. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. You're getting hooked up with Canton Charge tickets today. Uh, we have multiple four packs. We'll be passing those out 7, 8, and 9 o'clock this morning as we get ready to gear down. But right before Thanksgiving, just got this show left. One more uh, tomorrow, and then we're out for the rest of the week. I'm hoping that the rest of you have a similar work situation. Joined this morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I like how radio stations are trying to shove five days worth of prizes into three days. Like, yeah, we got, we're going to make it rain charge tickets. Okay. Now, I thought about that. Because yeah. yes, all day yesterday, I was like struggling with the giveaway. Because yeah. you're getting a four-pack for Friday night and a four-pack Saturday night. Correct. That happened because of two things. A, I'm not permitted in the promotions meeting, and B, if I were, I wouldn't be permitted a real opinion in the promotions meeting. Because if I were, that wouldn't happen that way. We would, we, would, we would know that because Thanksgiving comes at the same time every year, and we would go, you know what, let's gear this up, let's do this this way. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I'm a little fired up today. Okay. Even before anybody gets here, even before anything happens, I'm a little upset today. Okay. I'm upset with uh with some things around here. And that's going to be the last one. That's it. I feel like I just need to do uh release the pressure a little bit and I will handle the rest of my issues with him later on. Probably when we get back from the holiday, but it is going to happen cuz I'm tired of carrying around all this stuff that needs to be said to him. I'm tired of carrying it around. And 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 waiting for one of these to happen, for an explosion to happen. I've been too guilty of it in my career. Don't want to do it anymore. Don't want to die early because uh, uh, of things like that. So, dude, I'm going to unleash. Yeah, nobody needs you stroking out over there, buddy. You uh, you just you just you just take a breath. So, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I I I I, I was ready for a good day. I'm a little concerned. No, now we're gonna be gonna... fine. No, honestly, okay. everything's gonna be great. Okay, everything's going to be great. I'm not gonna lie. I think I have a case of the efforts on me. I, it's a little bit like ah, it's a three day week. Nobody cares about anything. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no that, that. You, you do that that's been noticeable and honestly it's that's a part of what needs to be talked to about him not because there's an issue with you and I but there's a reason why you feel that way and it's part of the reason why I feel the way I feel and that conversation needs to be had the three of us need to get together in a room and go dude this is why things are the way they are I feel like you need to I mean you you, you got something else is no. there something you're, you're bo- no. boiling and brewing but I will right. say this that I did forget my cell phone at home today uh. and <laughs> I feel like maybe that, maybe that is pushing me down the, I don't want to be here today, Hill. Like, now we've yeah. gotten to the bottom of it. Yeah. Now we've gotten to the bottom of it. The I, guy's going to be sitting in front of a computer the entire time, <laughs> but he can't check Facebook on his phone. Therefore, he is going to lose his mind for the next four I, hours. Dude, I just feel Perfect. naked without my cell phone. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I've uh, I've done it. I uh, I was up early enough today. Woke up four, like 10 after 4 today. Had breakfast. Did the whole thing. Feeling good, and then I just walked out last minute and just forgot to grab the phone. It's a security blanket, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't turn around, honestly. I'm surprised you weren't like, damn it, I'm going back. No, I, choose to, I, I chose to uh, leave for work a little too late to be able to make that call. Uh, like Actually, I walked out, and there was like two inches of ice on my windshield, and I was like, you were up this entire time. You could have just started the car. You wouldn't right. have even had to deal with this. Had you just walked outside, you could have done that. You wouldn't even have to scrape it. You could have just started it. I am, uh, I, and, and I know every time I talk about this, people you know, write in and go, oh my God, that's illegal. You're going to get arrested because you're supposed to, you know, I, apparently you're not supposed to let your car run. You're going to get arrested. I can't not do that. I can't not do that. I, I am the biggest offender of, no, it's cold out. I'm going to start the car. I'm going to sit inside for a few minutes, let it get crispy, and then go, I miss my remote start. My last car had a remote start. I miss that so much. I think they're pretty cheap, right? I mean, I'm talking like under 200 bucks. Yeah, no, they're yeah, I believe you can get it done for, you know, for under that now. But A, I drive a stick shift, and a lot of people are, uh, you know, they really don't want you to do that with those. Oh. 
And uh, so there's that. And B, I just, dude, at some point, my car's going to die on the side of the road. You know, and if, if I drove a car, I felt like I was going to have another 10 years. You know what I mean? I would be like, okay, yeah, you put the investment in it and do that. But sooner or later, probably this year, next no more than two years, I'm going to have to buy a car. God so, willing, you know, yeah, two years. I don't know if that thing's going to last that long. But. So, uh, you know, spending 200 bucks for a remote start in a car, I'm going to have to replace in a year and a half, two years. Probably doesn't seem like the best investment. I would just think your your ass would be like, dude, no, it's cold. $200, totally worth it. I don't care if it only gets me through this winter. It's still $200 well spent there. I, that's what I thought you would have. All right, you know what? Another good Agora show, we'll put one in there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you know, you convinced me into that. That's what I'm saying. We have New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock today. Uh, new Two Chains okay. featuring Drake. Uh, and then new Billy Currington. You're getting new Three Days Grace. And then uh, out of Canton, Ohio, an alternative metal band is what Jake wrote in and called them. He says he's sick of hearing all the local turds on New Tour Tuesday. Whoa. He said he feels like he ha- his band is better. Shots fired. Right and there. so Fatal Method. We'll get their crack at uh, at New Turd Tuesday, uh, well, you know, uh, fame. I don't remember who it was last week, but they must have really sucked for somebody to be like, no, dude, my band is the one you should listen he to. He said he was like, man, it's been weeks. I've been listening. Wow. I hear all these, you know, these things, and it did, finally enough was enough, and I was like, I'm, I'm writing in, and I'm, I'm submitting the band. Good. We should get a beef going. <laughs> we, should get, we should get some sort of West Coast versus East Coast, Biggie versus Tupac beef going. I, uh, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know about uh, Fatal Method I haven't heard the song yet we haven't put it in the system yet we'll we'll take the you know listen as a class together around uh, around well around nine thirty this morning I uh, I'm excited to hear new two chains and Drake I feel like that could be pretty good right it, see here's the thing I have such high hopes for it that I don't know what'll happen there because you get two guys who are both capable of making great songs. Right. And put them together, right. and they have uh, they've had hits together before. Like there was a uh, off the last Drake album, there was a song that you know Two Chains and Big Sean were on. That was one of the best songs on that album, and so the bar set pretty high. And I'm worried that they're not going to clear it because it's kind of that time now where Two Chains and Drake have both been the guys at the top now for long enough to where it's time for them to start falling off. Well, yeah, I mean, they've both established themselves as major players in it and hired expectations at that point. At this point, I feel like you're kind of describing the Stansbury show like, ah, two guys who used to be pretty good at doing it. They did some good stuff, but now they're probably not as good anymore. No, dude, we're going to be fine. All right. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, All I right. know I opened this show up in a weird way. Okay. But I felt like it needed to be done. That needed to be said. Get out I, of you. Because I was thinking about it this morning, and I was like, you know, I, I was like, that wasn't that wasn't right. So, all right. You know, I'm not going to let it torpedo the rest of the program. Nice. I've been guilty of that in the past. Not going to happen. Because actually, I have very good news. What is it? I have very, well, hold on. <laughs> I will get there. I have very good news for the city of Canton, Ohio, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you're going to get it next on the Sansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. You're getting hooked up with Canton Charge tickets around 7.30 this morning. They're playing a couple of games this weekend, Friday and Saturday. We're sending you to both. Friday, Dollar Dog Night. Saturday, you're getting player autographs after the game. We'll get you hooked up with a four-pack for each game. Tickets start just 8 bucks. You can get them at the Civic Center box office or by logging on to CantonCharge.com. Or like I said, 7.30, we'll pass them out. Yeah, dude, I don't know what you got planned for your stepkids this weekend, but it's going to suck. You're going to be sitting around with them. Dad, Dad Derek, 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 I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to do something. Take them to the Canton Charge game. You got cousins in town, all Ugh. that stuff. Yeah. Ugh. You're going to be so over your family come Friday, Saturday night. Dude, I lucked out this year. 
So I have now made Thanksgiving plans. Okay. But not until late. I am going to go up and see my friend Jessica and her husband Jim for Thanksgiving. But they're going to her sister's at 1, and I was like, nah, I'm good. And then they're going to his grandmother's at like 4.30, and I was like, nah, I'm good. So what I'm doing is I'm meeting them up at their house at like 7.30. And so like we'll wrap up things. So I'll be there for the drinks portion of Thanksgiving, the dessert portion, and like the, you know, and and, and the watching of the TV. Yeah, the food will still be there, too. Yeah, though, you know, though, the, you know she, that's exactly what she said. She's like, that's they'll be perfect for you. She's like, we'll bring all the food home from both places. You'll be able to eat dinner at our house, watch TV and hang out, have a couple of beers, and you won't have to deal with any of like the you know the family holiday stuff. I totally lucked out. Those people are very good friends to you, dude. You lucked out there, too. <laughs> um, I, I, with, you know, I guess if it was at their house, if yeah. it was at your friend's house. I'd be going. Then maybe I could be like, all right, I'll go. But for you to go to, like, your friend's grandma's? Or something like that. No, thank you. I uh, I told her if they were doing her sister's at four, I would have went to that. Like I bartended her sister's wedding. Like I know her sister well enough. Okay, All and, right. and I would have went. Like if they were doing her sister's at four o'clock in the afternoon, I would do that. I didn't want to go up there, do one o'clock, and then have to do a. That was really the thing. I didn't want to have to do two Thanksgivings at you know separate. I, like I'm not married. I'm not. You know what I mean. I'm not doing two of those. I'll do one. He'll do two plates. He'll do he'll do he'll do two dinners, but he's not doing two events. I want two dinners, same house is what I want. Yes, absolutely. I uh, I actually nailed down all of the Thanksgiving plans yesterday as well. Oh, nice, because uh, dude, you got like ten families to see. I uh, minimal minimal effort that I'm gonna have to put forth. First of all, Wednesday night I'm going to the Cavs game, so that's gonna be very oh exciting nice, good for you. There. Me, my brother, my dad, both his boys. So it'll uh, it'll be oh, good, good times. It'll be good times there. And then we're gonna stay at my parents' house on Wednesday night. Thursday we're waking up and doing a big breakfast as opposed to like Thanksgiving dinner. We're going to do breakfast, I guess my mom said. And then later in the afternoon, we're going on to my girlfriend's grandma's. So I, I'm like, well, that's all pretty easy stuff right Oh, that's there. easy. Yeah. Like, no, no, not, not that much driving, not that much planning. Well, no, the good like thing that. is, though, is that I'm assuming your girlfriend's grandmother lives closer down here. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like in, it's, it's a straight so shot back down here. Yeah. You'll be coming back home. You'll do that. And then you'll go home. Yeah. That's perfect. Thanksgiving gods. They, uh, they smiled upon me this year. Do you have plans for like Friday, Saturday, whole weekend, all that. No, nothing in particular. Well, Friday night, actually, yeah, I do. Friday night, I uh, I have to uh, go train at the Canton Charge uh, because December 2nd will be my first official game of the Canton Charge. So uh, yeah, that's right. New in-house arena announcer. I am going to go like get my practice on Friday night. And uh, and then Saturday night, Ohio Championship Wrestling having their debut event at their new arena up in Akron. Uh, so that'll uh, that'll be going down on, on Saturday night. Oh, wow, man. You do have a full week. A lot of things going on. Basketball games, wrestling. It's going to be a good time. We're talking to somebody from the Ohio Championship Wrestling tomorrow at 9 o'clock, are we not? Yeah, I think we're getting uh, Sherman Tank and uh, Jimmy No Shame, or No Shame, Jimmy No Shame Shane. So, yeah. Do we uh, have that right? Yeah, yeah, it should be a good time tomorrow. And we're passing out tickets for that tomorrow as well. You bet we are. Awesome, Ohio Championship Wrestling. Where's that going on at? Akron, right? They've got this. Yeah, it's it's like it's 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 kind of South Akron. I mean, it's 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 really you know almost Stark County. It's so South, uh, but they have a new arena. I went there a couple nights ago to go check it out, and like this is their practice facilities now. They're doing like training and stuff like that. Uh, Ohio Championship Wrestling. They're uh, they're on the come up nowadays. Is that it's, right? It's uh it's all it's Ohio's premier independent wrestling organization. If you ask me. Okay, well I can't wait to tune out tomorrow at nine o'clock <laughs> while you talk to him about that. Uh, things are looking up here in Canton, Ohio, and especially surrounding the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you've been driving by there, which I'm sure you probably do on your way back and forth to work, you can tell lots going on there. A lot of construction going on there. I didn't know all this, 
But they've entered into an 18-year deal with Johnson Controls worth $600 million, Phantom, to create the first sports and entertainment smart city that will carry the name Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village is the way that's going to be labeled. Under the terms of the deal, Johnson Controls will become the official smart city partner of Hall of Fame Village, which will give us a virtual reality uh, venue. We'll get to that here in a second. State-of-the-art uh, Johnson Controls Hall of Fame experience. Additionally, it'll also be the, they will be the presenting sponsor for the annual celebration at Canton each summer. Right. Makes all the sense in the world. You give somebody $600 million, you're going to want to put your name on some stuff. Yeah. All right. And uh, that'll be known as the Pro Football Hall of Fame Enshrinement Week powered by Johnson Controls. Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village is the largest project currently under construction in the state of Ohio, and it will be the top tourist destination for millions of visitors per year, which I believe uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is already the biggest uh, tourist attraction in Ohio. It's projected to bring in $15.5 billion in economic impact to the region in the first 25 years. I want to say that again. We're getting, they estimate, 15.3 billion dollars in economic impact to the region over the next 25 years due to this project. Honestly, that feels kind of low to me. I bet you it'll end up being higher. Oh, I think they're trying to they're trying to aim conservatively. Yes. Because if you dude, if you aim too high and then you don't hit it, everybody tells you how you're a failure. If you set it at a at a mark you know you're going to that you can't that that you could hit, now all of a sudden you look like a hero. I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, surprised that not to say this is a no name company because it's obviously not, but it's not like necessarily a public facing company. I figured it was going to be Johnson and Johnson as opposed to Johnson, Johnson controls. controls. Yeah. I it just, to me, I was like, well, what is, I don't even know what this company is. That's just it. I don't know what they do. So I, they might be, that might be the parent company of something else that you know of. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but one of the first things that they're doing is going to be the $120 million state-of-the-art virtual reality amusement park. Now, that's going to open early part of 2019. That is something I'm very interested in. I'm very interested in the virtual reality things. And I think the Pro Football Hall of Fame could benefit from that kind of technology a great deal. One of my favorite things about when you go to the hall is when you put on the helmet and they kind of... Uh, and you hear the calls coming into the quarterback, it's because it's putting you, it's immersing you into that situation. Well, virtual reality will do the same thing. Like if you could put a headset on and I could feel what it's like to take a hit or something like that or, or, or put me in the situation of a quarterback with having four seconds to get rid of a ball, that would be kind of awesome. Yeah, I think the Hall of Fame, one of the complaints that I think people made recently of it is that it felt very much stuck in the past where, don't get me wrong, it's great to have the bus and it's great to have the library and it's great to have you know the uh, you know the, the the history of the NFL. But if you want people to come and you want people to bring their kids and you want people to you know come time and you time, you need again, the trappings. Yeah, you have to you have to modernize things. You have Update. to make things you know a little bit more digestible from kids who are sitting there with their phones in their hand. You, you know, I mean, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, it was like, oh, just look at how great it is this pair of cleats. But nowadays, kids don't care about crap like that. It's it's one of those things where yeah, you need to move on from from it's a hall for people who who had Barry Sanders as their favorite player you need to move into the 
it's now for people who Cam Newton is your favorite player. Right. And that's totally it. You do have to kind of update every few years to, you know, to attract those kinds of things. And I think it's great. I'm obviously behind anything they do over there that that's going to bring in that kind of money to the area. I remember when we were talking about when, you know, there was there was the whole thing of renaming like the Canton City streets after football teams. And people were like, Well, I don't want to live on Jacksonville Jaguars Boulevard. And I was like, Well, I'd move to another neighborhood then because I gotta tell you, dude, like if that's going to help all of this, then do it. I think you need to embrace whatever the thing is that you have, you need to embrace that thing. There you know, every area's got that thing. And you need to embrace the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's what we got. Well and let's be real about like you and know, it's and it's tied to the NFL, which is pretty awesome. And no matter where you are, if you're in one of these towns that is you know the claim to fame is, you know, hey, we were the birthplace of Scrabble or something like that, you need to embrace it. Right. But that would suck if you just had the biggest ball of yarn in Ohio and that's what you had to embrace. Right. We get to embrace the pro, NFL. pro football. <laughs> right. Like, the NFL. You you really do have have to keep that in perspective. This isn't just another like, hey, it's a touristy thing. Like, oh, it's the biggest wicker basket in the country, and oh, look at this. Like, it's not that at all. It's pro football. It's the biggest thing in the country. Um, I, I I've told numerous people this, and uh, my girlfriend she recently got a new job. But as she was looking, I kept telling her, I'm like, try to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Try to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If you don't it, like, if you're not thinking about that, or your kids not like, that's a huge mistake. There's going to be so much opportunity. Uh, uh, for like, growth, for people who are are looking to expand their careers, like dude, I would totally. Even if it was just like a ticket taker job right now, even if I'm just standing there taking the ticket and saying, "Hey, welcome to the Pro Football Hall of Fame," it, totally what I would be doing if I was a young adult right now. I didn't even think of that. Oh, it, think think about think about you know not only all right, well you got the Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend coming up, and you're gonna have an opportunity to make a ton of money because who knows maybe Warren Sapp will cut you off a hundred dollar tip. That's great, but also just think about like the opportunities of like new technologies and, 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 and things like that that are going to come to the Pro Football Hall of Fame before anywhere else, dude. I, I would totally try to get a job. Jim McChris, you're listening right now. Get me a job, homie. <laughs> yeah, dude, our, our good buddy Jimmy does work over yeah. at the Hall. Hall of Fame President David Baker had this to say that it is an extraordinary partnership between esteemed partners that celebrates excellence everywhere. Johnson Controls and the Hall of Fame share strong values and a vision of improving others' lives and making the world a better place. It says here, uh, this historic agreement will ensure that the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village will be the first smart sports and entertainment city that will serve to inspire generations of fans as a showcase of state-of-the-art technology products and services to deliver world-class fan experiences. I agree. I think you're going to see the other halls kind of look at this project and say, okay, let's look at what they're doing, what works, what doesn't, this and that, and you're going to see do the other leagues will follow suit. I mean, even like, you know, the Rock Hall, I think oh, God, you, yeah. you can make that same argument against them. It's like, well, dude, you guys are just stuck in the past. Having having Kurt Cobain's guitar isn't enough anymore. Much like the Hall of Fame has now, they've got that game for life where it's a hologram show. You yep. need to have you need to have things like hologram that. shows. You have to have something special. You have to have something that's that's unique and, and and lights and bells and whistles. Because without it, dude, we're just gonna look at our phones. If Tupac can be at Coachella, 
he should be able to be at the rock, at the rock hall. You're right about that. Um, as far as Johnson controls go, I just Wikipedia them really quick. Yeah, what I mean, uh, what they do is a, a they produce automotive parts such as batteries, electronics, HVAC equipment for for buildings and stuff okay. like that. So, so they're in stuff. They're I mean they're building things, but I, I just figured it would have been a public facing company because nobody's going to be like, oh, you know what, Johnson controls. That's who I need to get a hold of for the money for six hundred million. Now that's a ton of money to you and I. The average, like Joe Schmoes, right? right? So that's a lot of money. But to a corporation, I'm not sure $600 million is that much money. You're right. Like Burger King would have given you $600 million, I would imagine, for sure. Right. The Pepsi yes. you know, Hall of Fame. Whoever for, like the official soda sponsor of the NFL is. Brought or, to you by Ford or whatever. I mean, you, you thought it would have been something like that. Johnson Controls, uh, $43 billion worth of revenue last year. Dear so, God. So that pretty Dude, big The economy's company. terrible. Pretty big company right there. Worldwide selling batteries, <laughs> things like that. Six hundred. Hundred million dollars, and we're supposed to get fifteen point three billion over the first twenty five years of its existence. You know, keeping with the NFL, Fanto. You know what kind of happened this last week? What was that? You know what happened to the NFL this last week? What was that the ratings all came back? The ratings of that Green Bay Washington game through the roof. The ratings of that Philadelphia Seattle game through the roof. It's because the election's over. It's because everybody's kind of going back to normal. And now you're starting to get deeper into the NFL season where the games start to matter more. The ratings of the NFL are going to be totally fine. It's still America's favorite sport by far. I think it still doubles the average rating of any other professional sport. I mean, dude, the NFL is so powerful. It's crazy. And like we were saying, you're, you're right. Like in Columbus, they had the big wicker basket and they had to embrace that. It's like, dude, this is the NFL. I don't understand not opening up your arms and wrapping it all the way around the NFL. That I just don't, I'll never totally understand. Guys, if you're going to cheat on your wife, you know what? A, don't do it. Yeah, but, terrible idea. <laughs> but B, if you are, you got to be careful about who with. I'll give you a crazy story about that next on the stands. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Head over there. You can check out Trevor Bauer, Indians pitcher, being featured in one of his favorite rock bands, Video. Now, most people, I would assume, don't know Amon Amarth. They're a very niche band. Uh, a lot of people refer to it as Viking metal. Well, it's, it's, it is Viking metal. I mean, I guess that's the only way to describe it's exactly it. That's exactly what it is exactly what it is. Now, I like Amon Amarth. I uh, once upon a time had bartended at a at a small bar in Cleveland called Peabody's and Amon Amarth had played there and I didn't know much about him. I knew like one or two songs and a buddy of mine showed up and was like, dude, if you like, you know, Clutch and like all this kind of stuff, he's like, you're going to love these dudes. And sure enough, they blew me away. They were so good that night. And I've become a fan ever since. And Trevor Bauer, it, dude, Amon Amarth, if you know that band, it's like, of course, Trevor Bauer. Like, that's what Phantom said to me during the break. He's like, of course, Trevor Bauer likes Amon Amarth. They're not like a parody band, but no. they are, kind of. I mean, they're really good, but like all the songs are about being Vikings. Yes. It's like if Iron Maiden sang nothing about, uh, except for Viking stuff. It's kind of like that. It's weird. They always have ships on like the stage instead mm-hmm. of Eddie and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like them personally. They're good. They are. They they're good at what they do. And uh the video of Trevor Bauer in their video online for ewrqk.com. I've also tweeted it out at Stansbury shows how you follow that Fantone can be found on Twitter at Fantone. Kept it pretty simple there for you. There it is. Yeah. Uh we advise you here at the Stansbury show to stay uh faithful. 
If you're yeah. in a relationship, whether you be boyfriend or girlfriend or marriage, just just be with that person. Don't run around on them. And if you are going to run on, run around on them, break up. And if you are going to run around on them, realize and be okay with the fact that it's not going to be as good as you think it's going to no. be. All men in the world have this crazy idea for some reason or another that it is going to literally rain vagina as soon as they cheat on their spouse. Like, oh, dude, I'm going to cheat on her. And then you know what? I'm going to get laid all the time. There's going to be all these hot chicks that want to bang me. And it's just not going to be true. Your wife's going to divorce you, you're going to end up with no money, your kids are going to hate you, and and and, and, and no one's going to want to have sex with you. I, uh, I was talking to a guy on Saturday night, actually, and he said to me, he goes, you know, I listen to your show all the time. He's like, there's just sometimes I'll be in my truck just driving to work, and I'll be thinking, you know what? I should, I, I, dude, I, I, I should leave my wife. I should, you know, he's like, I should be single. He's like, I hear you talk about how you don't have to go anywhere for Thanksgiving. How you don't have to do any of this stuff. He's like, and it makes me kind of want, I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, the moment, and I mean the moment your wife pulls out of that driveway, you're going to want to run to the end of the street and beg her to come back. It's not that great. And you have to remember that you as a human are different than Stansberry in the sense of Stansberry's had 40. Yeah, you're probably happy. Right. Well, I mean, at least you have like a soul and you have like some sort Jesus. of, you have some sort of something inside where Stansberry's had 40 years of just repressed anger and, and, and issues just, just and pi- chicken nuggets. Right. Just piling on just top piled of each in. other. And, and, and that's why he's able to find some you know, some comfort in being alone all the time. That's it. Where you, you're going to miss your kids. You're going to miss your wife. You're going to yes. miss the things that she used to do for you. So moral of the story is don't don't cheat on your wife, dude. So what do you hear about this story? I got out of this guy who, okay. was, uh, who was running around on his wife. Okay. And you should not do that. No. So... I'm sorry. It was. Uh, I guess he was running around on his girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Because and and uh, fiance. He was getting ready to get married. So as he's at the church getting married, his mistress burst through the back door of the church wearing the same wedding dress that his as the woman he's marrying. And like, there's video that we're gonna get this posted for you. At WRQK.com. Imagine that. That's like movie type stuff there. That's like you, 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 that's like you know wedding crashers two type things that happen. Like I can't believe that this. You got to be careful. Women are nuts. Men are too, ladies. So like if you're running around your husband, you don't think a guy could get too attached to you and end up sitting outside your kid's school waiting for you to show up? You're crazy. Well, at least like not to say that I understand violence, but like okay, you know, uh, you, 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 your your other guy gets all you know caught up on you, but to come to the wedding wearing the same dress, like what did she think she was gonna do? She was just gonna knock that bitch out of the way and step up into the role? You know what I mean? Like up oh, next man up, that's me. I think sometimes, man, we forget that people can live inside their head so long that. They're lying to nobody but to them own, to, to them own selves. But the problem is, you believe said lies. You can you can build a scenario up in your head for long enough. You can fantasize. You can dream. You can own both parts of the conversation in your head. Oh, he'll do this. He'll say this. I'll say this. Then he'll say this. And then I'll say this. You can map it out in your head perfectly so many times. Where you start to skew reality, especially if you start this with a little bit of mental issues to begin with.
Now, I don't know. I've never met this woman. I've never met this man. I don't know. I think it's a safe assumption, Stansberry. Is that right? Going on that. I don't think you're going far right? on that on that far of a branch there. I mean, most people, when they get like hurt, just go, you know what? F you, scorched earth, never want to see you ever again. If you go and bust up somebody's wedding, it's. I, I think there's something going on with you up there. I just, I, I, in my mind, it's just like, well, what did this woman, what was her best case scenario? If she's wearing that wedding dress, she really thought that she was just going to step up into that position. I don't think so. He was going to elbow her out. I don't think so. I think I think best case scenario honestly might have been as simple as pointing out to the woman who he was marrying, look, you think you're special, but you're not. You're not special. I've been part of this too. You think he only cares about you. It could have been just about, now I don't know, you could be right, but it could be just about knocking her off her position. Where where did this woman find out what she was going to wear for her wedding? You know what oh, I'm saying? There? I mean, dude, again, guys will make stupid mistakes. Dude, guys will say stupid things after they have had an orgasm. Dumb things. And you'll bitch about your wife to your mistress because that's what you do. And you'll start sitting there talking about, I'm sure he said everything. Oh, dude, she's buying this like $5,000 dress that she got at this crazy boutique downtown and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, you've given up enough facts, enough information to where a crazy person goes, oh my God, I know everything I need to know. I have everything I need to know and burst it through the back. I cannot, I mean, he got what he deserved. Look, if you run around on somebody and you get caught and your life ends up getting messy, then I don't feel bad for you. Like this happened to a buddy of mine. He was sleeping with two beautiful women. And I mean, beautiful women, both tens easily. And the one girl got mad and said, you need to end things with the other girl. I want us to be a thing. And he was like, kind of like, nah, that's not what we're for. And you know, we're, we're just supposed to casually be having sex and, and this and that. And she had kind of said, like, I'm over this. And he wouldn't tell the other girl that they were having like a relationship. And sure enough, she showed up at the bar and threw it all out in this girl's face and blew up everybody's friendships. Like, dude, multiple people were hurt in this. And multiple, and he kept saying to us all the time, can you believe this happened to me? And I said, yeah, I absolutely can believe this happened to you. You're 43 years old. You were sleeping with two girls who are 24 years old, both of them a 10 on anybody's list. Sooner or later, one of them was going to get pissy with the fact that they're like, dude, I'm banging an old man and still I'm not good enough to be the only one. Like, eventually, yes, dude, those girls were going to get pissed and throw this all up in your face. Of course that was going to happen. Happen. You can't date crazy young broads and be like, you know what? I bet no headaches are headed my way. I, dude, you can't bang multiple people and think that it's not going to complicate the situation. Is that right? Keep your penis in your pants or inside of you know your partner, and you should be okay. <sighs> Man, dude, I gotta tell you, I needed six less words out of you. Right <laughs> All right, we have another instance of hazing. Gone wrong. We'll fill you in next on the Stansbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Dirt Tuesday. You're getting new 2 chains featuring Drake. Big Amount is the name of that song. Can't wait to hear that. New Billy Currington, Do I Make You Wanna. And then Three Days Grace, You Don't Get Me High Anymore, we'll play you that. And then Out of Canton, Ohio, Alternative Metal Band is how Jake uh, described them as he wrote in to tell me about Fatal Method. We'll play you their track to end the show out, to end New Tur Tuesday out, your holiday version. You know, some people were asking me, are you going to New Turd Tuesday, the Adam Sandler song? No. Now, here's how the Adam Sandler song works. 
The turkey song, Thanksgiving song, sucks. Everybody knows that. But it's one of those things, you kind of have to do it. Like, you, you kind of have to do it. Like, if I don't do that tomorrow, there's going to be a huge portion of people that are disappointed. Because it's one of those things, whether you like it or not, it just kind of has become part of Thanksgiving. Poll question up now. RQK.com. Thanksgiving song or no? No, of course that poll question's not up. Uh, much like the the Thanksgiving song from Adam Sandler, there's that Alice's Restaurant song that all the radio stations play on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. At noon. I forgot about that one. Yeah, people like that for some reason. I never get it, but... I don't get that either. But there's certain things that you just kind of have yeah, to do. Yeah, it's, it's... You kind of have to do it. Like, so of course we're going to play the Thanksgiving song tomorrow. Of course. I saw the radio people were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And I was like, okay. I mean, I guess. I guess. I, I don't, I mean, look, I, I, it's not like I'm a fan of the song. It's not like in July, I'm going to crank up the Thanksgiving song. Got to get it going in July, dude. Come on. But on the way to grandma's house, you know what I mean? Getting ready to, to oh, Jesus. Oh, you, you, you want to hear it? It's Adam early. Sandler can't stop laughing at himself. It's so funny. It's early. It's early. It's too the, early. It's tomorrow we're doing it. Jesus. I like how they have to do a live version of it. Like, no, no we got to get the live Sandler I out I mean, there. maybe if they hear people laughing at it, they'll think it's funny, right? I'm sure that's what that. Oh, he loves you, too. There you go. He'll do the goofy voice. Yeah, he loves He'll you. You're going to eat turkey oh. out of a big brown shoe. <laughs> You'll do that tomorrow. Turkey out of shoes tomorrow on the Stansberry Show. That's the way it goes. All right. You know what is happening, uh, you know, right after uh, this holiday, December the 2nd, coming quickly. And that's the long haul against hunger. Mm -hmm. We take part in this every year. We're going to be up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. 13-hour broadcast there, uh, taking food and cash donations to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Our boxes here in in uh, in the break room are getting fuller every day. People are bringing in things and packing that up. That's awesome. We'll have uh, concert tickets to pass out that day as well. Come on out, make a donation. We'll get you hooked up with some prizing. It'd be cool to meet some people who listen to the program. Um, you know, obviously, if you think that uh, your your place of employment would uh, would respond well to this, put a box out in your break room. You'll yes. be amazed how many people want to bring stuff yeah. in. Um, we talk about it every year. Getting your kids involved, this is such an easy way to kind of plant that seed of kindness in your kids. How to raise a good human. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, 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 Our parents whiffed. It's your turn to try to make good. You look at the Super 6 or whatever, whatever those food items needed are you go you with your kids you buy them and you kind of explain to them hey not everyone's so lucky to have fruit loops in there in, in the pantry every day when they wake up i brought so. the fruit loops for the kids Stanford. and the cookie crisp and and frosted flakes and cinnamon toast crunch we uh we had dan flowers on the ceo of the akron canton regional food yeah, bank and good he, kind of, dude. he kind of talked about the money aspect of it and it really is you know a very expensive thing to do to be in the business of food refrigerators trucks all that stuff your donations go really far because away if you're going to donate any amount of food it, you're right the spacing of the trucks. I mean, you need a ton of room. Even like food safety. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's something we really don't think about where it's like there's still a standard to be upheld but like they have to keep cold food cold and they have to keep, you know, perishable food in and out and the way that all works and dude, rotating of the stock and all that. Yeah. Your money goes a far way with the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. It really does. So December 2nd we'll be doing a long haul against hunger up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip from 6A to 7P. Uh, we ask you to please come out and take part of that. Alright. I have kind of always been on the... Uh, on the line of hazing in sports, that a little bit of it is good. 
and that if you get a new wide receiver or something like that and you know saran wrapping him to the goalpost is is kind of good making a rookie carry all the shoulder pads for the veterans kind of good um you know rookies having to buy meals for veteran players kind of good it's a little team building there now where this all goes off the rails is when you start bringing physical brutality into it or anything sexual into hazing and then you lose me Okay, you keep it team oriented and it's a little like, hey, we're going to razz the new guy. I'm in. Okay, I think it helps build tough character and I think it helps, you know, build a team unity. But once you start like beating people or doing anything sexual with it, with hazing, I'm kind of out at that point. I'm like, ah, this isn't hazing. This is moving into something else now. Yeah, I think anytime you introduce a physical aspect into it, it's one thing to kind of make him do something humiliating or, or kind of something that he doesn't Stand want to do. Stand on the do. table, sing your alma mater song, that kind of thing. I'm all for that. Yeah, but once you introduce a physical aspect to it, I I, I don't know. I got to be hands off of it. I, 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 you know, so eight Texas Rangers prospects are now being questioned by a police department in the Dominican Republic after video apparently had been circulated on Snapchat. And it showed a group of players sexually assaulting an underage teammate. Jeez. 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 It's bad enough if it was a teammate, but to have an underage teammate, jeez. So they say here the hazing incident targeted players new to the team's Dominican complex. And while prosecutors in the Dominican Republic have yet to press charges for any assault, they told the court that they intend to charge at least four of the players who held this teammate down and sexually assaulted him. Among those to be charged are the younger brother of Rangers second baseman Rogond Odor. I hope I'm right on that. Sure. Okay. Sure. And uh, Yohel Pozo, a top catching prospect. Both are just 19 years old. The players facing potential charges have been told not to leave the country, according to sources. So obviously not everybody from the Dominican there, but this is where you know Rangers are, have part, I guess, one of their minor league outfits or something like that. Baseball has worldwide reach in that right. sense of they have, you know, in every country, in every province, they're going to have some sort of, of representative on their, on their, on their you know, bigger, bigger picture. So this alleged assault took place towards the end of October, captured, posted on Snapchat. And again, I don't know why people post themselves doing things like this. Uh, anywhere, it's a 10-second video clip, and Yahoo Sports is the one that uh, it ended up in their hands, and it shows the underage victim in a Rangers shirt, Rangers shorts. He's laying on a bed. His arms are being held back, and his legs are being pinned down, all by teammates, and at least four men are seen in addition to him. His The victim's penis is exposed. It's then grabbed and maneuvered underneath a hand towel, and everybody in the video, including the alleged victim, are seen laughing. Okay, so like, so I don't know if he's crying foul or what, but he's seen laughing at this. Okay, it's one of the number of hazing incidents of uh, Venezuelan and Colombian players, some of whom are younger than 18, according to sources. More tenured players shaved the head of at least one new player, and it forced at least one other to take his clothes off, and sources said police are investigating at least one more allegation of forced masturbation. This is what was happening here. They held this kid down, threw a towel over top of his genitals, and multiple players then masturbated him. It's a strange team building experience. <laughs> I do, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't understand it. Now, they've been questioned, the players have, after the Rangers informed the Dominican police of the alleged incident at the complex. 
And now they're going to I mean, we're going to see players charged for this. Now, it doesn't tell us how old the alleged victim is, okay? But they're saying underage, you're talking baseball here, my guess is 17. Yeah, I was going to say probably 14 to 18, somewhere in there. So I, I'm guessing 17, and uh-huh. I'm just purely guessing, okay? Now, to you, in your mind, is him laughing in the video, does it change anything whatsoever? No, not necessarily. Obviously, you can use laughing or like, be playing along with it as a defense mechanism. Oh, as a diversion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't. I don't want this to be happening anymore. I'm just going to act like it's not a big deal, just to get through it. Just to get through it, and just to like maybe they'll stop. Maybe it won't be. You know. Okay. So no, I don't necessarily. If I think don't that. overreact, maybe they think, "Why are we doing this? You don't even care." Right. Okay. You right. know what? I never even thought of it that way. That's possible. My thing was is I wanted to be like, "Well, he's laughing. No big deal." But a, you're underage. Can't do that. Right. And B, it's a 10 second video clip. So how do I know what his face was doing the rest of the time this was happening? And I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, a 10 second video clip isn't going to tell you the entire story. And you're in that desperate moment of I'm sure this kid, you know, a a minor in wants to be one of these baseball players wants to, you know, take that next step up. And, oh, dude, if I scream or if I'm just going to get in more trouble or they're going to do it again. So, no, I don't know if, if laughing is necessarily... No, I mean, Phantom will tell you, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Wow. Like, if there's an awkward situation happening around me, I normally just bust up in laughter, just out of pure, like, I don't know what to do right now. So you're right about that. I had never even thought about that. The fact that he's underage is going to be an issue. And like I said, I started this whole thing out by saying, dude, I think a little mild hazing in sports is probably good. I think it is. I think it's probably good. But the problem is, is that, well, everybody's, everybody's version of mild is going to be different. So that's it. you get into a weird territory there. Right. I will make all the room in the world for that. Okay. And like I said, I think you need to keep it on earning your place versus beating you or sexually involving anything sexual. I, I, you know, and obviously I think this is to establish dominance as opposed to like really get sexual gratification out of this. But, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, dude, you know, people who people who go to gay stuff right away, they must be gay. But it's just like I never in my never in my life have I been like, dude, you know what? And you know, dude, you know, what my new friend, hey, you know, what we're going to do I'm, I'm going to JMO in that way. Like, See, I don't understand it. I was kind of going there, too. Now, I. I I want to be careful about how I say this because I know people only halfway listen to the radio and I want anybody to think that, that I hold any, you know, awful opinions about gay people because I don't. I've been pro-gay marriage on the air, pro-gay marriage since 2007, right? I'm all for it. But when I was growing up, being a young man, being 17, your buddy saying to you, what are you, gay? Was like, you didn't want to hear your friend say that. Right. So I don't understand why baseball players who, if they're heterosexual or want other people to assume that they're hetero. Now, maybe all these dudes are gay. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. Okay, but if my point being is, is if we're talking about a locker room of straight guys, I'm surprised they're doing something where other teammates could look at you and be like, dude, that's your is. Are you right Yeah, but I think we're looking at it too much from a sexual aspect. This isn't anything sexually gratifying to them. I think this is just more them victimizing somebody and establishing that dominance on them. Um, (sighs) Whether there is or is not homosexual undertones to it is kind of secondary at that point. You think? Yeah, because I mean, dude, it's not like this is the only example we've ever seen of this where guys will, you know, uh, like this certainly isn't the first hazing example that we've seen where it's something comparable to this, whether it's people getting something in the butt or, you know, Again, now that's awful, right? 
and I think ultimately for the victim, worse. If you're going to try to find, you know, what's worse and whatnot, like I, I think that that's probably worse. There's probably more pain in that. Um, there's probably more suffering in that. But again, you're talking about men willingly grabbing the penis of another man and maneuvering it around. Like, dude, I would like to be a dominant person. I would like to exert my dominance over other people. But the last way I'm going to try, you know what, dude, let me grab you by the penis. I bet that makes me dominant. Like, I don't, that would never cross my mind. I'm just surprised that sports guys, jocks, are like, are, are this... Are there are this far over the line of something where they get? And you know, most guys I know that were hardcore sports guys, if you would have accused them of being gay, would overreact. Now, some people would tell you that that's probably closet. You know, you know, uh, you know that, that you're a homosexual. There's you know that you have an issue with people. You know, discovering your secret. Some people would say that I'm not going to be one of those. But like I said, I growing up, I do guys would have went the complete opposite way to ever have anybody question whether or not you were gay over touching somebody else's penis. I will never understand that. You want to dunk a kid in like a frozen bath and like, you know, in, 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 in like the cold tubs and all that stuff. You want to make them carry all the Gatorade or, you know, carry all the equipment, sing to you, carry your lunch, do all that stuff. I'm all for that because I think that that helps. I do. I think that helps uh, build unity in a team. But keep your hands off people's genitals and don't shove things up people's, you know, you know what? I'm not even going to finish the statement. Just I don't understand that. I just I will never, ever, ever understand how all this stuff ends up being sexual at the end of the day. I just I can't get that. We have the Florida Files for you next on the Stansberry Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. If you're a Trevor Bauer fan, uh, you can check him out being featured in a video for one of his favorite rock bands. Amana Marth, who is a great rock band. Now, it's a little bit of uh, Viking metal there. It's not for everybody, Amana Marth. I'll say that. It's a, it's a little niche. Uh, it, it, you got to be kind of like wanting that kind of thing. But if, but if you like that style of music, those guys are fantastic at it. Um, when you say a little bit Viking metal, it's a lot of bit Viking metal. Yeah, like you better be ready, ready for rowing, you know, the, the the long ship and and conquering villages and things like that. Um, it's kick ass though. It, much like uh, much like Steel Panther. If it wasn't good, it wouldn't be good. Like the fact that it is so good. Really, you know, it's a good it, point. You know, it, it kind of makes that band valid in my eyes. Speaking of uh, Steel Panther, I read this yesterday at Blabbermouth that Nikki Six hates that. Really, hates it. Really, why? Hates Steel Panther. Um, said this about it. He's like, I get it. They're kind of a joke band. That's just not my thing. I take my music more seriously. Oh my God, Nikki Six! Really? Now, really? I, I guess Tommy Lee once upon a time got really upset with the Steel Panther guys because they made fun of Vince Neil, and Vince thought it was funny. Vince thought it was great, and I think Vince is able to laugh at himself a little bit like that. And where I'm surprised about Tommy, like I expected Nikki to be this guy. I did. Nikki's a little pretentious. He thinks he's better than everybody, and since he is the brainchild behind every band he's been in, and he was the only creative force and of any band he's ever been in, he's kind of felt above. And he's obviously not. 
<laughs> but he had a real problem with Steel Panther. He doesn't get down with it, which I think is funny because like Gene Simmons, who's again, you know, Steel Panther kind of like stole a lot of their stuff from that 80s hair glam metal band, which was spawned out of the Kiss thing. Gene Simmons is the reason why Steel Panther's a thing. He saw it and was like, we're packaging this. Yeah, it's not like they're stealing anything. They're parodying it. Like, right. Don't you, I mean, do you really think that the crew is beyond like parody? Like, no. Is that, I mean, come on, Nikki Six. Like, if you can't, if you can't look back on those songs and those days of your life and at least see a little bit of the humor, especially when it's presented in such an over the top fashion, like Steel Panther is, where it's obviously satire. It's obviously, you know, it's a joke. Like, dude, screw yourself a little bit there, dude. Well, that and you got to realize, Nikki, that a, a lot of what they're making fun of. Is the bands who couldn't stack up to you is really what they're making fun of. Motley Crue's considered to be like the best of the LA strip bands, like the most like like the most legitimate band out of the LA strip, right? On the very short list. If not number one, what is what is it, top three? You know what I mean? Like so if I know Van Halen kind of started that movement there, and then but like but like Motley's considered to be like the best band of that era, you know, but if you leave Van Halen out of it. And so, like, I think really what they're doing is they're making fun of, like, the bands that tried to be you that couldn't. The Wingers and the Warrants and, like, those kind of bands. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like if you're Nikki Six, dude, it, Motley Crue, wildly successful. You got 6 a.m. now that's pretty successful. You're, you know, you're selling out venues. And you have a radio show that's heard all over the country on iHeartRadio. I don't know why you can't just let Steel Panther have their thing and tell Blabbermouth, you know what? I get it. It kind of hurts a little. I can't lie. It's kind of it's kind of tough to see myself made fun of like that. But at the end of the day, it, it is pretty funny. I don't know why you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, dude, listen to Girls, 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 and tell me you're not. Oh, dude, you can't make fun of us at the Marble Arch. Come, yeah. come on, dude. Come yeah. on, come yeah. on. So no, Nikki, not not a huge fan of that. Not a huge fan of the Steel Panther there. We have the Florida Files here. Uh, Fantone says this best. Florida man always at it. Florida man's always up to it. What's he uh, What's he up to this time? Florida man, 46 years old, entered a 7-Eleven over on uh, Treasure Island there around 7.30 this last Saturday, and he needed a bathroom. Okay. That's a, uh, it's a logical place to go is the 7-Eleven. Yeah. He ended up not being able to find the bathroom. And we've all been there when you're like, you stop at a convenience store or a gas station, you just have to, you know, you just have to urinate really, really bad. Just, dude, give me the bathroom key. Gotta go. Right? We've all been there. So then he ends up opening a door, though, that was marked with an employee-only sign on it. He then entered what turned out to be 7-Eleven's walk-in beer cooler, beer cave, whatever they call it at 7-Eleven. Okay. Right? He began then, Phantom, to undo his pants and urinated on several cases of beer. Terrible. <laughs> and so an employee, poor kid working at 7-Eleven, sees this and has to intervene. Imagine that. Imagine working like the night shift at some like convenience store and somebody's just urinating all over the beer and it's now your job to like leave the cash register and then go over there and grab somebody by the arm who's spewing liquid out of their body. Yeah, Gross. You're making eight fifty an hour. You hate this job. You have to keep working it though. Oh, dude, that's got to be terrible. That's terrible. But he leaves kind of without incident. He zips up and then <laughs> leaves, gets in the car and goes away. Um it ended up being six cases of bush light that he was urinating all over. It's uh, it's causing the store a loss, they say, of $100. Six cases of bush light for $100? 
Is that right? I don't know. Like under, it'd be like twenty bucks, under twenty bucks a case. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's about right. If eighteen bucks a case or something. I mean, like a that. six pack of good beer is like fifteen. So yeah, that you know that makes about sense. He was arrested after his vehicle was pulled over. Cops searched the the car in addition to criminal mischief and burglary charges stemming from the uh, cooler urination. He was also charged with drunk driving, obviously. After being read his rights, he reportedly told police he could not find the bathroom, so he entered the walk-in cooler. Uh, Cologne, a Tampa resident, locked up, and they're holding him on like about $4,000 bond, according to uh, the jail papers there. Admitting that you knew it was the cooler is a mistake. Uh, plenty of people have been in that situation of, dude, I was blackout drunk. I didn't know where I was peeing. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? Plenty of people have have used that excuse before. No, listen, I'm not saying the judge is going to be like, all right, well, then you don't have to go to jail. But saying, like, no, nah, dude, I just couldn't find the bathroom and decided to pee on the beer, that's going to get you in more. No, the judge is going to tell you just to go in your pants there. Uh, in his own only defense. If you're going to pee over six cases of Bush Light, I think maybe what he was trying to do is just refill the Bush Light cans there. I think that's that's what he was after. We have charge tickets. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. There, there's a video that, <laughs> that puts to the test the relationship between father and son. A dad had surgery, needs a little help wiping the ass there. Oh. Needs his son to help him. You can watch the video for yourself. Find out if the son decides to help the old man or not. That's why you got to. Uh, it's why you got to make some money in your life so you can afford to put your parents somewhere nice. Someone else can wipe their butt. That's why you got to be nice to your kids their entire life. So when they get older and they have to take care of you, that they choose to do it. Put them in a home. Don't don't choose to do that. Put them in a home. Would you put your mother in a home? Ah, nice one, sure. Of course, dude. There's going to be a time where you... I feel like it's almost a necessity in life nowadays. Where, like, I'm not trying to say she can't inconvenience me, but you have to think about the the, the grind on that, that that puts on a family to have, you know, their, their elderly relative move in. Oh, I know all about it. My brother has had my mom in his house forever. My sister-in-law, who is... Honestly, should be considered for sainthood. One of the best people, best quality people you'll ever meet in your entire life is my sister-in-law, Roxanne. I love Roxanne. My sister-in-law has never lived in the master bedroom in her own home because my mom not only moved in with them, but then took the biggest room in the house. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your mom's still in like relatively good health, right? My mom could live alone. Yeah, if she wanted to. Dude, start. You know, I'd rather she didn't. Now start taking away like her her decision making, or start taking away some of her physical health, and like, dude, yeah, you're gonna have to put your parents in a home. People are living to be older and older and older nowadays, which sounds great, but at the That's same awful. time, I mean. Somebody's got to take care of them when they're 90 and just like eating oatmeal and watching the prices, right? I've, you know, my brother and I don't see eye to eye on everything, right? We, you know, we get along now. Well, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're getting along well now, but I have to give, I have to take my hat off to my brother. I really do. I, uh, you know, he stepped up. My mom, after my dad died, my mom was kind of like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? That was my lifeline. I don't know how I'm going to like make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And my brother stepped up huge and was like, you know what? Just come and stay with Roxanne and I and we'll find a situation and sure enough they ended up finding my mom like an arts uh, job at the school where my sister-in-law works and like they've totally bent over backwards to like take my mom in and do all of that thing and like I said my poor sister
sister-in-law. When she married my brother, I lived with them initially when they first got married in California. And then so they she had his loser little brother living with her, and now she's got his loser mother living with her. My my poor sister-in-law, man. Like she's never lived with my brother and nobody else ever. It's got to suck, man. It really does as a family, as like a, as a couple, as you know, as people. That's a lot has, of stress. It's got to be a terrible situation to be in. So sorry if you're listening, mom. You're going into a retirement home. I, See ya. I don't care. Gotta go. Whatever. Gotta go. Or I'll pull a Stansberry and just leave it all on my brother's plate. Like, oh, sorry, I can't do it. I, I want to be on the radio. Dude, he's married with kids. That's the adult. That's yeah. where she's going to naturally gravitate. Yeah. That's where she'll naturally go that way. So you just heard a little Motley Crue there. It was a little earlier on the program. We were telling you that Nikki Six had reportedly said he's not a big fan of Steel Panther. Uh, takes his music a little bit more seriously uh, than like a joke band. Doesn't really like joke bands. Well, yeah, and how dare Steel Panther try to mock the seriousness of the crew, dude? Skydive naked from an aeroplane? How dare you mock those lyrics? How right. dare you? you? There's no mocking of that. Okay, boys, let's rock the house. Yeah, you can't make fun of that. That's lyrical gold. That is lyrical gold right there. She's dripping from the tip of Nikki's pen. Dude, I, I, I mean, get over yourself, Nikki Six. You have to be able to look back on that era. And, I mean, just look at the clothes you were wearing. Look at the things you were doing. And at least have some sort of, like, Bro, <laughs> Nikki's still wearing those clothes. I guess so. Just, you know, <laughs> you know shirts I mean, with dragons on them. He's not that far removed from what he was wearing then. And I understand that. I, I get that. But, dude, you have to, like, I mean, I can look back at chapters of my life and be like, oh, my God, what an idiot this guy. You know, how stupid was I? Hard to find a bigger Nikki Six fan than me. I loved Motley Crue growing up. I always understood it was Nikki's band. I've been I've been a huge fan of him ever since I was a kid. But Nikki, like, dude, you're right. About the clothing alone, Nikki always looks like he could be, honestly, Nikki always looks like he's going out for Halloween as the chick from Four Non Blondes. That's what <laughs> Nikki Six looks like. It's like he's dressing up like her for Halloween. Your songs have most motorcycle sound effects in the background like <laughs> hey tommy hey nikki let's go bang some strippers okay dude <laughs> here's the thing if you list the instruments that are being played you're Drums, al- you're, you're allowed to make fun of it yeah you're, you're yeah. allowed to make fun of it yeah i feel like you got to get over the steel panther thing there nikki six keeping with motley Crue. okay i read this the other day we haven't had a chance to get to this yet but vince neal lead singer of Motley Crue, says he's been uninvited from performing at Donald Trump's presidential inauguration in January, explaining that there's more politics involved in the band's playing than I really thought that there would be. Apparently, all right, here's what Vince Neil had to say. He was asked to do the inauguration like two months ago, no matter who won. Weird. He said, we had no idea who was going to win, and we said, absolutely, I wanted to play the inauguration. We gave all of our passports of the band and crew to Secret Service. They went through everything. And as far as I knew from that, we were playing. We were invited. And then, as it turns out, when the Republicans won, we were uninvited. So He he continued. Hold on one second there, because you and I have the same questions. He continued. I don't know about the Democratic uh, part of asking us to play. I assumed what it was is it doesn't matter who won. It's still a big party, but I guess it's not. I guess there's more politics involved in the band's playing than I really thought that there was. He said, I just found out about it today. This is a few days ago. When all this stuff kind of came out and we were playing, I said, what happened? I asked all the guys and they said, well, no. Once Trump won, it's all politics and I don't know who's playing Trump's party, but God bless him, Vince Neil had to say. Now, I'm sure your question is the my question, which is, when we didn't know who was going to win yet, why is it Vince Neil 
that we're yeah. asking to play a presidential inauguration. In, in any circumstance. So we can't... Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, it's got to be Katy Perry. It's got to be Taylor Swift. It's got to be. It's got to be these people. And we can't get Motley Crue to do that. But the presidential inauguration. Wow, what on earth are we playing Wildside for? Well, here's what, the thing, dude. What? I don't even think it was Motley Crue. I think it's like Vince Neil's band. Yeah. Uh, see, I here's what I think is I think Vince Neil never got the invite. He was just like, oh, dude, you know, it'd be sweet if we played the presidential inaugural dress. That's what would be sweet. Let's let's pretend like we're doing it because there's no way anyone is saying that's a good idea. Could you imagine how awkward it would be if Hillary Clinton had won the election and she's being inaugurated in to be president and there's Vince Neil singing Livewire? <laughs> what? Like I, I tweeted this out the other day. What was Vince Neil ever even asked for? For a presidential inauguration? That makes no sense to me. And even less sense that Trump's the guy that's like, nope, I mean, dude, Vince Neil, Motley Crue, if that's not Trump theme music, I don't know what is. Oh, a little kickstart my heart. Yeah. Yeah, come on now. You get cranking. Dude, Grab Him By The P was the best song off of Shout of the Devil. Everybody knows that. I can't believe, what was Vince Neil ever even being considered for? You wouldn't let, you're right. Dude, the Super Bowl halftime show is the best analogy ever. You wouldn't let Motley Crue anywhere near that. But you're not. But Vince Neil's bloated ass that can't sing. What was he gonna do at the inauguration? Sing four words and put the mic out over the crowd like he's done for the last thirty years at every Motley Crue show? The guy can't do. The guy hasn't been. Do the guy couldn't sing in '86. He's always been a terrible live singer. Yeah, I, I, I feel like somebody was pulling one over on Vince Neil there. Nobody, do you really? Yeah, nobody nobody thought that that smoking in the boys' room was a good call for the for the presidential and uh, for anything. Now, apparently, Vince Neil is going to be on the next season of The Celebrity Apprentice, NBC's long-running business reality show that was hosted by Trump. But I guess, and I didn't even know about this till I read this article, he's been replaced by Arnold Schwarzenegger is yeah. going to be the new host of that. Yeah. Huh. It'll be interesting to see all of the. Uh, I didn't know that all of the uh, the organizations and groups that that kind of stepped away from Trump during the presidential campaign. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who's like, hey, can we get back up in this business now? Like can, Macy's, can we start selling your stuff again? Is that cool, bro? It'll be interesting to see who's like, you know, celebrity apprentice. They're probably going to want a piece of the Donald again, President Trump. You know, I've been accused. The last two days of this program, yesterday and uh, the first part of today, of being a biased, liberal radio program because I haven't talked about the fact that Trump's popularity has soared since winning the election. You know, people have been hitting me up with this article from the New York Post. Why aren't you talking about this? How come you're not talking about this? It's because you want to deny that the people love him. You want to deny the fact that people love him. No. Go back and look at when Obama won the presidency. His opinion polls, his popularity rose about 24%, which is actually more than Trump's popularity has risen since he's been elected president. Surprise, America likes a winner. America likes who won. And so, of course, his popularity has gone up. You're stuck with him now. So did Obama's. So did every president before him. This isn't like this new Trump thing, like he won, and now since he's won, everybody loves him. This happens to every incoming president. Where their numbers kind of go up a little because people realize, oh, okay, well, that guy won. He must be all right. 
It's not that I'm trying to hide the story that Trump's numbers went up. His popularity went up. Give it a few weeks. Much like their popularity always goes up once they're the president-elect, once they take office, popularity normally goes down once they start to govern because their, their decisions are now starting to affect other people. I'm not trying to hide this from you. I, you guys are always out there with like these magnifying glasses, like this watchdog community, like I'm not fair. And I've said this time and time, and I will continue to say it. I'm under no obligation whatsoever to ever be fair. This is not, you, I use this quote a lot. This is not a journalistic endeavor by any means. It's an entertainment program. Sometimes I talk politics. Sometimes I don't talk politics for an entire week. So you, you can't lump me into this media that's unfair to him. You can't do that. I'm not supposed to be covering him fairly. You can totally lump me into that. Me and Anderson Cooper, Rachel Maddow, just kicking it together. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how fair the media is supposed to be, anyway. I mean, shouldn't the media make people uncomfortable? Shouldn't they make the people they're investigating, looking into, finding stories? But shouldn't they make those people uncomfortable? On some level, yes. Now you can't be unfair, like, but you got, but you got to be. I don't know. If you're going to get in the dirt of things, you're going to end up exposing negative parts to people. And I guess that's kind of like the media's job. This is not a journalistic endeavor. I'm not trying to hide things about the positive things about Donald Trump to you. Plus, going out there and talking about how this is a positive is crazy because this happened to Obama and the, all the presidents before him, too. Surprise, America likes a winner. Speaking of winners, can't charge your winners. We'll send you Friday and Saturday night. You're getting a four-pack of tickets for each night. Friday night, dollar dog night. At the Civic Center. Saturday night, you're getting player autographs after the game. Tickets start at 8 bucks. Pick them up at the Civic Center box office or at CantonCharge.com or by calling 1-800-243-7625. We'll take caller 15 right now on those. And as if you couldn't think would things would get any more embarrassing for the Cleveland Browns, they have. We'll get into that next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, new Two Chains featuring Drake, new Billy Currington, new Three Days Race, and then out of Canton, Ohio, alternative metal band, Fatal Method. Interested to hear that. Now, you just heard a little Nirvana there. Earlier, we were talking about um, like the 80s hair metal bands because Nikki Six had come out and said he doesn't really like Steel Panther. He doesn't get it, thinks joke bands are kind of silly, and he takes his music a little bit more seriously than that. And during that Nirvana song, I kind of looked at Fantone and I said, you know what, dude, where's the Steel Panther for that 90s movement? Because all those bands kind of sounded the same, too, and everybody had a pickle on the side of their mouth while they were singing, and like all that. Like, dude, that's like, you could have, there could easily be a Steel Panther for the Soundgarden Nirvana. Maybe it's because the grunge era wasn't as... Over the top, colorful. It wasn't as funny. It wasn't as like mockable. We're like, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, you could sing a song like Eddie Vedder and, but I don't know how long that'll last. Where like, there's something about that 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 eighties era of the pyro, the 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 costumes help. If you've never seen Steel Panther in concert, you should totally do it. They're really good. They put on a good program. They put on a good show. I mean, that whole thing started out in L.A. They were called Metal School Forever. And uh, like I said, Gene Simmons kind of saw it. was like, nope, we're packaging this. And it ended up being like a great, it ended up being a great idea. Nikki Six not so happy about it. So 
things in Berea and First Energy Stadium are at an all-time low. I mean, you're 0-11. It's pretty bad. Yeah, but I mean, if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, maybe this isn't the all-time low. Maybe two years ago was the all-time low when people still thought, like, hey, maybe we can do something. Okay, all right. I see what you did there. If the goal is to get the number one draft pick, we're kicking ass right now. Yeah, it's us and, what, the 49ers are are battling for that, but the 49ers won a game. So as of, I I believe... They won a game. So I believe that that puts us then in the running for that. Now, a lot of people want Deshaun Watson out of Clemson. Now, I'll admit he looks pretty good. He's dual threat quarterback. Doesn't like being considered to be one of those, but he is. He's kind of a dual threat quarterback. He's got a decent arm. I know a lot of people are looking at Deshaun Kaiser out of Notre Dame as well. Um, at some point, you got to start talking about that Sam Darnold kid out of USC, although he's going to play college a few more years, my, would be my guess. But man, has he turned USC around. So there's quarterbacks coming down the road. We're going to need one of those. I'm not sure Cody Kessler's the guy. Uh, I don't know for sure that he's not, but I'm, I'm not sure that he is. I think it's been established that Josh McCown's probably not a franchise quarterback as he's played on just about every team in the league and has always been a backup. And the dude's old as dirt. I right. Mean, you know what I mean? You can't you can't look at him. So things are pretty rough. We're 0 and I believe 11, is it? Right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at the schedule right here at clevelandbrowns.com, Fantone. Our next game, 1 p.m., we got the Giants. Now the Giants aren't like a steamroller of a team, but their defense is better than ours. And Eli Manning is a better quarterback than any quarterback we've had on our roster in quite a while. And so my guess is the Giants probably take care of us. And then December the 11th, then we have the Bengals. Okay? Now that's a game you could win, but the Bengals are a more talented football team than the Browns are. They're all more talented than the Browns. <laughs> like, all of them. December 18th, you travel to Buffalo, who's been playing better as of late. And their defense is tougher than people give them credit for. You're probably going to lose that game. Then the day before Christmas, you got the Chargers in town. And again, the Chargers are probably the best foreign whatever team that they are, that there is. That team's talented. Phillip Rivers, unsung hero, pretty good quarterback out there. They're a better team than their record shows. They're definitely better than the Cleveland Browns. And then you end the season January 1st, 17th week, on the road at the Steelers. Now you saw Big Ben the other day just carved us up. Won that game 24 to 9 they did, the Steelers did. It also came out in that that Ben Roethlisberger has more wins or just as many wins rather, I believe it was, in First Energy Stadium than any Browns quarterback since 19, 1999. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So you don't think that things could get much worse for the Cleveland Browns or much more embarrassing. I don't know how they could. But when you go 0-11, you're not really building a lot of confidence in the fan base. So apparently, per StubHub, you can, int- you can attend a Browns game now for 6 bucks. Now, typically, NFL tickets cost around 100 bucks. But apparently... For $6, you could go see the Christmas Eve showdown with the San Diego Chargers. And again, you're going to be in section like 500 and something. But for 6 bucks, Now, if you're just a sports fan, that's a good deal. And if you 
like I said, Philip Rivers and San Diego Chargers are pretty good. Philip Rivers probably going to be a pro, probably going to be a pro football Hall of Fame quarterback. Probably going to be considered for the Hall of Fame. So if you want to take your kid and show him a Hall of Fame quarterback for twelve bucks, I could get it. Yeah, I think more than anything, it's like if you've never been to a pro football game, then obviously this is the one to go to. Is you're only going to have to pay sixteen or twelve bucks to get in the door. And if your kid's six, he doesn't know. He doesn't really know. He just wants to see it and this and that. And now all of a sudden, you're not paying an arm and a leg for a team that's going to score nine points. Yeah, but if your kid's six, he probably doesn't even want to go see it. He's probably like, dude, I don't want to go do this. It's Christmas Eve, Dad. I'm on Christmas vacation. Why are you dragging me up to here? Dude, the Browns suck. You suck. I wish my real dad was here and then I wouldn't have to then I wouldn't have to deal with any of this crap when you can get browns tickets for less than gas money to the stadium times are tough time I mean did you see the end of that game last week no you probably didn't no dude there no. was nobody there nobody one of the best things I saw all of last week surrounding the browns play is there was a guy in the stands who had a sign that said I'm only here so some idiot Steelers fan doesn't sit here which I thought that was hilarious. $6 for an NFL game. I'm with you now, man. I was a Hugh guy. I've been behind Hugh. I still think I would keep him if it were me. But I'm with you that I think that there's probably more heat on that seat than anybody wants to admit that there is. And given what Jimmy Haslam's history has been... I think you might be right. That seat might be warmer than than people want to admit. I don't understand why, like, I understand, you know, hey, we don't have high expectations on this year, but to win two games isn't high expectations. Now, granted, they have five games left, and I said it yesterday. If they were by chance to win out, I mean, they beat the Browns average over the past 15 years of wins. You know what I'm saying? So they could still, they could still make this a successful season because let's be real if you win if you go five and eleven it's a successful season for the Brown standards it is. Yeah it would be. Yeah I mean that's, it would for, be. that's for the Brown standards. Yeah. Which is why I also had such a great Basashi Brown talking about oh well wins and wins and losses don't matter. What do you mean? You could still beat last year's record. How can you say that to people when when you could still in a you get better. In those comments that I believe Scott from winning for next year dot com was on the program with us yesterday, and he said he bet if he had if Sashi Brown could take those comments back, he would word that differently. And I agree with that assessment. I believe he probably would, because basically what you just said, Sashi Brown, whether you meant to say it or not, your words came out, and you basically said that tanking for the draft is a real thing, and teams do it, and that you are currently doing it. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's denying that teams have done it. I just guess it's it's the open you know the open embracing of it that's the problem. I mean, even from a, a bigger picture, from like the NFL's like standpoint, you have to look at that as like, well, dude, you're questioning the integrity of every single one of our games if every single guy isn't out there giving his all every single second. You know, that's what that's what sports depend on is right. like me buying into the, the the concept of of well dude, those guys are out there trying to win it with everything they have, playing by the rules, doing this, doing that. And it, once you start putting that into question, it's like when Steph Curry's wife said, Oh, it's all rigged. It's like, dude, you, 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 can't, you can't say you that. Can't say that. Don't like, bite the hand that feeds. Mike tweets in and says he got seven tickets for his family to go this weekend. Hunter Bucks. Dude you get seven tickets to anything for 100 bucks. That's a great deal. Gary says, I'm a season ticket holder. I can't give away my tickets. They're in section 147. I'm six rows from the end zone. Wow. Can't give them away, he says. 
Well, and as you get further and further into the winter weather, it's going to get harder and harder to do. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go sit out there in October, let alone in the you know the frigid oh, areas God. of December. Yeah, you start putting me in 25 degree weather downtown Screw Cleveland that. for a team that can't make they can't get to 10, can't get to 10 points. Yeah. You know, somewhere there's a Browns fan going, bandwagon fan. Uh-uh. No, I'm just logical, dude. I'm just uh-uh. not going to freeze my balls off for a team that's not going to try. Jumping on bandwagons is... Being just, a Warriors fan. Right. Jumping on when they're good. Right. I mean, I, 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 being honest with yourself about how awful the Cleveland Browns are, that's just being a logical adult. If they if they put a competitive squad on the field and still lost a ton of games, but like if if we but win a few... Like, you don't have to be a playoff team every year. But if they were good, like fundamentally good, but still weren't like going to get out of the AFC North or still weren't going to be the best team in the AFC, I'd go. I would sit in the freezing cold and watch good football. I'm not going to sit in the freezing cold and watch bad football. Not even making the playoffs is the barometer of good for the Cleveland Browns. They don't even have to make the playoffs. Just just, just, just don't get blown out on every single play. And they can't do it. That's the barometer of good. Well, they don't even have to make the playoffs. That's awful. That's terrible. I don't know why. I don't know why those clowns get a free pass on everything they do. All right, Gary, you wanted to give away your tickets. I have a listener who wants them. He says, "Tell Gary to get a hold of me." So, Gary, you're following me on Twitter. Obviously, I'm going to retweet Spencer right now. You two get together, do a little ticket swap there. Trade services and the like. Just jeez. Keep me. Well, dude, that could be money. It could be money. New Tour Tuesday is coming up at 9 o'clock. New 2 Chains, new Billy Currington, new 3 Days Grace. We also have charge tickets. I made a prediction the other day. Surprise! It came true. We'll tell you what that is next on the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up around 8.40 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with another four-pack of tickets for both Friday and Saturday night. Can't charge games. Friday night is Dollar Dog Night at the Civic Center. Just a buck for the hot dogs there. Saturday night, you're getting post-game autographs from the charge players. Your tickets start at 8 bucks. You can get them at the Civic Center box office or at cantoncharge.com. But like I said, 8.40, we'll pass out a four-pack for each night, Friday and Saturday. See, the charge will win. <laughs> like, like the charge has a shot to win, and they play inside. So, I'm gonna go see a sporting event this weekend. I'd go with the team that has a shot to win the game, and where it's nice and warm inside, and gonna give me a hot dog for a buck in ten minutes from the house versus drive an hour to sit in the freezing cold, watch a team get blown out by twenty. That's just me. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, New 2 Chains, New Billy Currington, New 3 Days Grace. That 2 Chains track has Drake on it as well. Interested to hear that. It might be good. 3 Days Grace might be good too. 3 Days yeah. Grace might be awful. 3 Days Grace, I will admit, is a is a radio rock band. It's paint by numbers. Um, it's about as easy as rock music as you could put together. It's like a puzzle. But uh, they do occasionally stumble across songs where it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Like, The Good Life was a pretty good radio rock song. They know how to stay in their lane and they know how to do it well. Right. So, like, could be good. Could be awful. Who knows? That first album was pretty damn good, too. 
different lead singer now, though, right? That guy left, and, sure, and sure. he's in the darkest of days, or I don't know something. Some keep away from me. Don't look at me. Don't some band. All that crap's the same. So it was a couple of days ago. I made the prediction, and I was right. You know, I was being told, you know, by people on Twitter, oh, you make too much of everything. It's just Kanye being Kanye. Kanye just likes saying weird things. And I will admit that Kanye does like saying Kanye-like things to get the attention on Kanye. But when he started blasting LeBron and stuff, I was like, there's something going on here with Kanye. And he kind of came out and blasted Jay-Z and Beyonce, which, if you don't know the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, if it weren't for Jay-Z, Kanye West would have never been Kanye West. Kanye West was a music producer who was producing beats for Rockefeller Records, Jay-Z's, you know, form. I, I don't know if it's still his label or not. But once upon a time, that was the label or whatever. And Kanye was like a staff producer for Rockefeller. And then Jay-Z and him kind of had a kinship, and then Jay-Z kind of pushed him to the forefront. That's how that happened. So when you go out there then and blast that guy, the guy that, that, that showed you the path, gave you the keys to the castle... You got to start going, what the hell's going on there? Is there beef? Is Jay-Z trying to sleep with Kim? What's happening? And I had kind of been on the, there's something wrong with Kanye. This is different than the, I'm just, I'm going to run for president thing, or I'm going to do this. It's different. This all felt very different to me than the, I need headlines Kanye thing. It's not like his tour was having problems selling tickets. He was playing to sold-out crowds. Ended a show after two songs the other day. Went into like a 20-minute diatribe from the stage with the mic. And then just canceled the show. Just walked out of there. Boogie Cousins, NBA player, had it on video, sent the whole thing out. And I had said, there's something wrong with Kanye. This is something different. And sure enough, things have taken a pretty serious turn. As Kanye was reportedly hospitalized for a psychiatric evaluation, according to TMZ, which is about the most credible website there is anymore. Police officers allegedly responded to a call for a welfare check on West uh, on Kanye West in the middle of the afternoon. He wasn't home. When paramedics arrived, they ended up locating him before taking him to the UCLA Medical Center. Law enforcement uh, sources told TMZ that West had to be restrained, did not want to go. They're already speculating that severe sleep deprivation is part of this. And obviously, like I said, this hospitalization comes fresh off the Monday news at the Grammy. Winning artist had canceled the uh, the remaining... Oh, that's right. He had canceled like the rest of the St. Pablo tour after bashing Beyonce and Jay-Z in the last show. And I had said, look, there's something going on behind the scenes with Kanye here. This isn't just I need more news. Celebrities often get hospitalized for things like dehydration or exhaustion or sleep, fati- you know, fatigue or something like that. I yeah, mean, the, all that stuff that the rest of us have to continue and go do our jobs uh, with. Right. I mean, is there any like? Well, it's probably not that serious. It's probably just him going to the hospital and people overblowing it. I think slept. Uh, I, I think sleep deprivation is part of this, but this is drugs or something behind it all. It's look at the behavior. Look at look at the erratic behavior of it. That's not being tired. That's that's drugs. It's it's something else. It's that it, what? It's probably that cough medicine thing that rappers love, or or it's some. I'm telling you, it just looks drug related. Now I could be wrong, 
Now, you remember, I was the guy out there early on the Johnny Manziel's on the drugs thing, right? And I was the guy on the Johnny Manziel's got a substance abuse problem, and that's where all this other stuff happens. And everybody told me, oh, you're crazy. You just hate him. And I ended up being, that ended up being a slam dunk. That ended, I told you in the beginning of the Johnny Manziel thing, this is as obvious as a call as you're ever going to see. Everybody told me I was nuts. I'm telling you, I'm seeing the same thing out of Kanye West. Only canceling 10 shows. There was only 10 shows remaining on this tour. That's pretty big. Any any validity to like, eh, dude, I don't want to do these next 10 shows. I'm over it. I'm over this tour. I'm over all this crap. I'm just going to say I'm exhausted. I'm crazy. And I can't do the next 10 shows. Is it possible for a multimillionaire to be like, you know what? I'll sacrifice the rest of this money so I don't have to do the rest of this tour. Yeah, I would have to make room for that. I don't think that's what it is, but I would have to make room that it's a possibility. This is drug-related behind it all. And I hate to do this to these poor girls, because I don't know if this is true or not, but what is up with these Kardashian hoes who push these dudes to the brink like this? I mean, obviously Lamar Odom had his issues before Chloe, And Kanye probably had some issues before Kim. But there's something about those broads that, that, that heighten this stuff and drive these dudes to it. There's something about it. Those girls are walking triggers for addiction problems. They just feel that way to me. I could see those girls behind closed doors with no cameras being toxic people to be in relationships with. I could see that. And I could see them driving dudes to this kind of stuff. That being said, you give me a shot at either one of those Kardashian chicks and I'm taking it all day long. They're both beautiful. Both have a great body, all of it. So I understand how guys get duped into it. I totally understand it. Women were born with all the tools for seduction. They have all of it. So I understand how it happens. But I'm telling you, there is something. I think this goes back a while. I think this is where a lot of the things with Kanye, where a lot of the head-scratching stuff, where you're like, really? What the hell's the matter with them? Drugs is what's the matter with him. It's probably what makes him such a great artist. If you go back, the the greatest artists of all time musically have always been drug addicts. It's just the way it is. Kanye's not going to be different to that. You think Kanye's going to be the exception to that rule? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. This is honestly, dude, this is all very similar to the Johnny Manziel thing to me. A guy who's more focused about what his job gives him versus doing the job. And a guy who's focused on, 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 on the success of it because he's trying to cover up the insecurity that he has behind the persona that is Kanye West. He's trying to hide it. Doesn't want you to know it. And through trying to hide it so hard, you end up exposing all the cracks that show it all to us. And if, you're, if, you, if you pay attention to this kind of stuff and if you look at this kind of stuff, this is pretty easy to figure out. Sleep deprivation. I guess. I mean, I guess it's tough to travel the country at 35,000 miles in the air in a private plane. Sleep at five-star hotels. This may be too much time with with Caitlyn Jenner. Might be too much time with that. I'll admit, when he said this thing about Trump, I would have supported Trump and all that. I was like, all right, that's Kanye being Kanye. You start canceling tours, you cancel a show two songs in, you start doing that, you start doing that Axel Rose type stuff. Well, we go back and we look at all that. When Axel was being Axel, that was all drugs. It wasn't just Axel, that was Axel on drugs. This is Kanye and drugs.
Right now, I'd put Kanye in my death pool 2017. Now, I may change that over the, you know next year. More information comes out, this and that. You ask me my gut feeling right now? You like Kanye, wrap your arms around him. Ain't going to have him real long. We'll get choked up a can charge tickets next on the Sansbury Show. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Almost time for New Tour Tuesday featuring new two chains. Drake's on that track as well. New Billy Currington, new Three Days Grace, and then out of Canton, Ohio, your alternative metal band, Fatal Method. It's their premiere. Jake from Fatal Method, he uh, said pretty much all the other New Turd Tuesday local submissions have sucked. Said he had been listening for a few weeks, was sick of hearing bands out of the area that weren't any good, felt like his band was better, sent it in. Now listen, a lot of the local submissions from New Turd Tuesday have sucked. Jake's just being honest with you. Share the ones we haven't played you. If you would like to be submitted for New Turd Tuesday, it's pretty easy. Send us a band bio, radio edited track, to stansbury at wrqk.com. In the title of the email, subject matter, New Turd Tuesday, we'll try to get you on. I will say this, though. The submissions for New Turd Tuesday are starting to stack up, starting to come in. So it may be a few weeks till we get to you, and if that happens, I'm sorry. Stay patient. We'll try to get your band some exposure. Fatal Method, the local band being played this uh, this morning. Fatal Method. I have been very, I have felt very lucky most of my adult life over the fact that this is what I do for a living. Um, There are a lot of benefits to the job I have, okay? And one of them for me personally is that right now I am in a pair of jeans, hair that I didn't brush or comb today, and a clutch hoodie. And that's not uncommon. That's pretty much how I dress in the winter to come here. And honestly, he's the better dressed of the two of, of us. Of the two today. of us today, yeah. <laughs> I it looks like honestly, you woke up ten minutes before you had to be here on the couch and just grab what was still on the floor the night before. It's dude, it is one of the huge benefits of our job is we're not Love it. we're not public facing at all. The only real standard we have is like, dude, I don't want to see your balls. <laughs> like and other than that, as long as they're covered. Should have never told me that one. I, I don't care what you wear. It doesn't make a difference in my day, and I'm sure you feel the same way. No. I, uh, but I've absolutely loved that. You can be very casual with the way you dress here, and it doesn't really affect your line of work. Really, what our bosses care about the, uh, at the end of the day is how you sound. What came out of the speakers? Were you talking about the right things? Were you handling the right subject matter? More often than not, I feel like we do that. Okay, So we get a little lucky here. Most people, this isn't true of you. And I read an article this morning that talks about a bunch of things that a bunch of you are doing at work that are hindering your progress or maybe uh, stopping you from, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. Okay. Okay. And these are all like appearance-based things that are stopping you from, you know, achieving further success at your job. Now, before we even start to redo you what they are or what the percentages are or this and that, you the whole way while listening through this are going to go, that's not fair. And I'm going to remind you all the way through this that life, in fact, is not fair. Nor will it be anytime soon. 
I don't know. It's not even not fair. The outside representation of you is important when it comes to a job. Depending on what it is you do, it can be vital. It, at the very least, it shows that you care about things. So I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to debate whether it's fair. The details there. Like your girlfriend works in an office. Right. If she went into work dressed the way you are today, they're right. going to turn her around and say, nope, try again and come back tomorrow. That's just the way it is. So you guys, a bunch of us, and me included, if I didn't work here, would be guilty of this stuff. For sure I would. Are doing things with our appearance that is stopping us from getting the promotions that we want. Okay? So they talk to like hiring managers, HR people, swing shift managers, these kinds of people, right? And a bunch of different jobs. 15% of those people were less less likely to promote an employee who was wearing too much makeup. Now, it's kind of always been the theory that if you wear too much makeup, it's it, I remember growing up and you remember like hearing old ladies talk about it, she's a she's a slut. Look at all that makeup she wears, right? Now, of course that's crazy old world thinking, but that's the way people think. Um, depending on the makeup, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a set amount of makeup on your face. It's going to be like, oh, that's a step too far. But if you do makeup for the for a night out, as opposed to like, hey, I'm going to work into an office place, I can totally see why that would be a problem. If you show up like Mimi. Yes, right. people are going to be like, well, "What in the hell is that?" Even like, even like, if we're, if we're using my girlfriend as an example, there's like makeup she wears to like go if, out. It's right to like go out and like, hey, we're going out for the night. Versus makeup that she wears for like a family event or like a something for simply like that. just covering up right. for making. Yeah. And, and, and you have to balance those two well. I mean, I would agree. You want to look nice at work, but you don't want to look overdone. Much like I'm sure your girlfriend has tops that she wears to work and right. stuff that she'll wear when she goes out to dinner with you because right. one's for one's appropriate for one and not for the other. Again, talking to HR managers and people who have the positions of power to move you along in your place of business, 21% of them were less likely to promote an employee who wore too much perfume or cologne. And again, I don't understand the, I don't know I'm wearing too much cologne people. That's you become no, no, nose blind. My it. dad was one of these. My dad wore so much cologne he never knew, and I didn't understand it because how could you not read the looks on other people's faces as you were walking by them, or people constantly try like almost like they have a scratch on their nose where they don't. They're just trying not to smell cool water coming off of you. You know, uh, fifty years ago, hundred years ago, you know, the concept of wearing cologne was covering up your stank, like covering right. up the the lack of showering that you did. But nowadays. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why some guys in some situations feel like that's the way to do it. But we can all bathe every single day. I don't know if you necessarily need cologne. 24% of them, Phantom, were less likely to promote an employee with constant bad breath. And that makes sense to me. It really does. If Do you really want to promote somebody that you're going to put in front of like you know important clients or this and that where they shake their hand and they're blowing somebody over with onion breath? No, you don't want to do that. Yeah, and it, once again, it goes to like your attention to detail. You should know walking into an important situation, and let's be real, your job should be an important situation to you every day of your life. Like, dude, you got to make sure you smell good. You got to make sure you brush your teeth. Like, right. you, can't, you can't be knocking people over with halitosis. Like, I keep mouthwash, a toothbrush, and toothpaste here in the building i brush my teeth at home obviously but like you talk for a living you talk a lot and you're you know your mouth gets dry and you can start to smell it coming past your teeth as you're talking into the microphone and it's like Ugh, i gotta brush these things it's terrible you're drinking coffee all day right. doing stuff like that a little brush up would probably be good 25 percent of hr managers people and uh, managers and you know swing shift people and the like were less likely to promote an employee that had an unprofessional hairstyle this 
should shock nobody. I know you want to show off your individuality. I understand that. But if you shave half of your head and then paint the other side green, somebody's going to be like, you know what? That's not management material. Especially when you consider that that's something you have control over. I mean, with a lot of this stuff, it's like, well, dude, my breath smells. I don't know. I, I Maybe I have some sort of like I mouth. Halitosis, right. Right. I halitosis. I've got some sort of mouth issue, you know, but with your hairstyle, you are in control of that. You decided that. 27% were less likely to promote an employee with visible tattoos. And again, I know a lot of tattoo people just went, F that. That's not fair. Yeah, but the world isn't fair. And you have to know that not everybody is going to have the same attitude toward tattoos that you have. Now, I understand that you having tattoos does not hinder your ability to do whatever it is I'm asking you to do. But if they're putting you out in front of the public, they're going to have cause for concern for that. They are. Because a lot of the public is much more conservative about tattoos than the people who have them. I think we're getting further and further away from that. But even people who we are. are people, I would agree. People who aren't necessarily like conservative about tattoos i'm sure there's people out there who have tattoos on their body but if you're covered you know top to bottom if you're you know if, if you've got facial tattoos and a money bag sign on your on your neck and you've got knuckle tattoos some people are going Decision to make right some people are just going to think less of you whether whether you think that's fair or not 32 percent were less likely to promote an employee with piercings other than a traditional ear piercing so nose piercings and the like and i don't know how anybody would know if you had your nipples pierced or whatever but you know uh, outside piercings other than ear piercings, which again, I don't know how many other, I, I, well, I guess there's what the Monroe that women will do like at the side of their lip and that kind of thing. Eyebrows and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, uh, it says here, yeah, 32%, 43% of managers were less likely to promote an employee who wore wrinkled clothes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. See, I don't think this is unfair. I think it's like, well, yeah, you're an adult. You don't know how to iron? Put put some put some pride into how you look. You are a representative of this company when you're here and you 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 have to you have to take that into consideration. Iron your clothes, idiot. So Fantone had said that you feel like we're getting a better attitude towards the visible tattoo thing. And I agree yeah. with you. I think the world's changing as the more, you know, obviously as more younger people growing up getting older and this thing like that growing up with tattoos, our opinions will change on that. And here's proof positive because the number one thing on the list, 44% of managers were less likely to promote an employee who wore provocative clothing. Now, I bet if you did this study 25 years ago, it would have been tattoos, but provocative clothing. And again, there are, I'm going to have to say men here too, but I've not, I don't see it as much with men as I do with women. I have been to businesses. Obviously we go see businesses all the time, right? Cause that's, we want businesses to advertise with the, the show and the radio station. So they take us to meet clients and potential clients all the time. And I am so I'm in more businesses than I, I think some people and the amount of women that I've see in these businesses when I go where I'm like, technically, I don't know if you should be wearing that to work is a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Women probably feel very conflicted here of like, right. well, I want to look attractive and I want to look good. Because I'm not going to get promoted if I'm not attractive, which is kind of true. But I don't want to cross the line. Right. So it's probably a very delicate balance. In yeah, it's not necessarily their fault. They are kind of put into a weird situation there. But if, but I, much like how I always say, my mother always gave me this. Daniel, if you don't know whether or not you should go to the funeral, get dressed and go to the funeral. 
I would say that if you're getting dressed for work and you even have to ask yourself the question about whether or not what you're putting on is too provocative for work, my guess is your gut's telling you that it is. Put it back in the closet. Choose something else. We have a four-pack of tickets for both Friday and Saturday night. Can't charge games. We want to get you hooked up with those right now. Caller 20, 1-800-243-7625. We'll do that and then start New Tour Tuesday next on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always an aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at HighVoltageKarting.com. That's HighVoltageKarting with a K.com. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, starting New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Still to come is new music by Three Days Grace, Billy Currington, and then the, your local band is Fatal Method. We also have the video for their song. That's going to get posted for you at WRQK.com. We'll tweet it out, put it out on the Facebook pages as well, so you can take a look, uh, look at their video. Nice. Their song Survive will be reviewed last on New Tour Tuesday. If you're newer to the program, here's how it works. We try to cover as many musical formats as we possibly can. We, uh, we we will bar none there. If you guys have suggestions for stuff, always feel free to send it in. Again, if you're in a local project, email me your band bio, artist bio, radio edited uh, song there, stansburywrqk.com. We'll try to get you highlighted on New Tour Tuesday. We're going to start this week's episode with uh, two artists that Fantone and I both kind of like. Uh, we both are big Two Chains fans. We agree on Drake that we like when Drake raps versus sings. Right. We agree there. Right. So here's new Two Chains featuring Drake. This is Big Amount. Two Chains, aka Titty Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, tell you this right now. If you if you woke up this morning, you win. For real. Yeah. I got a big amount. Oh yeah. Pick up some little uh, I want an easy Please do not tease me I want my Yeezy to do them uh, This is the season I got the season Don't make me sprinkle you uh, I got my reasons You wanna please me Send me the in our pictures Met her this week And fuck her this evening She tryna freak on the liquor Yeah I am a boss on the Yeah I post a boss on the Yeah I have no thoughts on the Yeah Rocked up across on the Yeah Dilly the party Y'all the day I'm some prince You know what they say Me and my safe Got a friendship, 10 on me. Then wait, flip, wait, getting paid, getting late. <laughs> made, took off six days, six trains, six four, bounce, bounce. Hood, favorite spot was the Waffle House. Patty Mel with the hash brown. Trying to avoid all the pat downs, trying to avoid all the lame. Weirdos in the background, blackout when I back out. Blow the horn for pedestrian, shot a ride like an equestrian. I bought okay, the there we go. In his and hers, got a car in his and hers. Walking the zoo and say pick a fur. Last night was a blur to me. This morning, okay. I, I love two chains. Do with me, going ape like the zoo with me. Walk in the zoo, tell her to pick out a fur. I Dude, I love it, dude. See, if you I, see, some people just don't get it. For me, dude, a lot of times rap music are comedy albums set to beat. If you just really listen, dude, the the the, the amount at which rap artists like to spend money entertains me. I love how much they love to spend money. 
Walk in the zoo and say pick a fur Last night was a blur to me This morning I, I love two it. with me I don't know what to do with me Going ape like the zoo with me Got a tool with a screw missing Two girls in the pool kissing Everywhere I go to ride with me Cut it like two fish Huh? Drake really hasn't even made an appearance yet. We're already like two minutes into this song. I'm worried Drake is going to sing like the the bridge and like maybe parts of the chorus. I, I, dude, I mean, at this point, he better get in there quick. He only got a minute and a half left of the song. Oh, well, maybe it's just the last verse. There we go. Duffel bag forever. Just left V Live. Atlanta could never die long as Tid Alive. Yeah. Look. There it is. There's new two chains featuring Drake. Big amount on New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Phantom, give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. I uh, like the two chains parts. Felt like the Drake was kind of unnecessary there. He didn't really bring anything to the party. Um, I didn't really like the beat all that much either. I felt like it was kind of boring and 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 left something to be desired there. So I'm gonna say half a turn. It was all right. I felt like very. I, I honestly, I, I'm gonna mimic everything you just said. I couldn't agree with you. Anymore, I feel like uh, that that was a that was a perfect assessment of that song. I vote half a turd on that as well. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. And honestly, I almost want to go full just because of how because of the star power behind both those guys' names. Uh, dude, I mean, two chains delivered on his end. So there's you know I, I don't want to be like, dude, all that was crap. But there just wasn't there was something missing from that song for sure. Yeah, it's just, it, it it wasn't all there. I felt like and again a lot of the a lot of the rap lyrics are super lazy, but that was like ultimate just real lazy. Like, dude, let's just record this. Real Real quick, we'll both make a, a couple of dollars and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I kind of felt like half a turd on that as well. We'll play you the new Billy Currington. Do I make you wanna? Next on New Turd Tuesday. Turd or not, New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. In the middle of New Turd Tuesday, I already played you the new Two Chains featuring Drake. Big amount. We both voted half a turd on that one. Honestly, it wasn't very good. You know what I was missing? He didn't yell Two Chains anywhere in it. That was part of it. That's a, it's a big part of it. I also just thought his his the lyrical content was just okay. It, it wasn't as good as he normally is. Now I know somebody's gonna be like, dude, from the guy who wrote, she had a big booty, so I called her big booty. But when two chain songs are great, his verses are normally pretty good. But I felt like the verses in that song weren't very. Do good. you want to go back? I feel like you want to go back and re, re- no, no, re- no, no, no. reassess. No, the, if the song was good, I'd go back. That song was not very good. We'll move forward with new Billy Currington. Do I Make You Wanna is the name of this song.
I've been known to be a Billy fan. What's his? Uh, what's his? Uh, his big song was "People Are Crazy." Okay. I'm surprised he talked about downtown. Usually, they're very anti-downtown when it comes to country songs. Well, when they're in trouble. They oh. they take the girls downtown oh, so they okay. can go dancing in public and this and that. Okay. When things are good, you stay home on the farm. Okay. But when you're in trouble, when you haven't taken them downtown enough, I know the one lady Annabellum wrote a whole song about how he hasn't taken her downtown enough. So when they're in trouble, they go downtown. When you see me pull up in your drive, do you want to go downtown? Maybe have a little high down wine. Do you want to go out to the country and maybe blow all our money? Some sugar at the truck stop and some scratch offs. See if we can get lucky. Oh, it's a terrible financial investment there. Like, yeah, we're going to go down to the truck stop, buy lotto tickets. It's not very good. It's not a good retirement plan, that's for sure. Well, a lot of country music artists are, you know, on Wall Street. That, that's definitely that's their forte. Country and maybe blow all our money. Some sugar at the truck stop and some scratch offs. See if we can get lucky. Oh, I gotta know what's going on in your beautiful mind. Baby, don't be shy. And tell me now, too. I make you wanna dance real slow. Go find down a two lane road. There we go. Well, two lane road action. Well, that's the old, they lead everywhere. I didn't know if it was gonna be two lane roads or the or the big moonlight that was gonna come out first, but it was two lane road. Well, you get right. moonlight probably second verse All there, right. yeah. Billy can actually sing too. Is he's he's got a pleasant voice. Not a great voice, but a good enough voice. Better be than a, Luke Bryan. Better, good enough to be like a singer. We've we've said it numerous times. You don't have to be a great singer to be a good singer. You you, you right. really don't. And he's got an interesting voice. For yeah, sure. he sings well enough. That was a little forced there. That was a little forced. It's new Billy Currington. Do I make you wanna? Is he one of the dudes that's playing at the Civic Center? No, 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 uh, no. I believe that's Lee Bryce and Justin Moore. Ah, uh, how Dude, can I? How can I mix those names up? I want to go to that so bad. <laughs> I read in the repository tickets are on sale right now, so I think you can ready to go. I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm not saying another <laughs> thing about it. Baby, tell me now, do I make you want to dance real slow? Go flying down a two-lane road, find a limb to hang your clothes. Out in the middle of nowhere now, we 
Is he talking about doing laundry when he's hanging their clothes, or what is he doing? I doubt it. No, they're they're getting naked and having sex. I uh yeah I, I yeah I bet he's trying to bang it out. Ah, oh, I thought only rappers rapped about having. No, sex, I'm pretty so. sure he wants to fog the windows up at the F one fifty there. Thought they were doing laundry. Casey says he just said that he wanted to buy some sugar at the truck stop. Is yeah. he trying to buy meth? I didn't know what that meant either. <laughs> well, I didn't either until he said to buy the lotto tickets too, and then I realized, oh, he's talking about wasting money on candy and then buying lottery tickets and- or meth, right? I mean, right? Why? Why couldn't you get all meth out and scratch off lotto well, tickets? Sure, that's exactly what meth heads are doing. <laughs> Welcome to Alliance, dude. I mean, that's, my God, that happens every day. Uh, Alliance, I'm sorry about that, man. Although that is what's happening in a lot. Yeah. Carnation City. I like it better than what, uh, what was it? That new Dirks Bentley we played last week that was horrific bad. That song Black by Dirks yeah. Bentley was terrible. What'd you expect out of a country artist doing a Black Lives Matter songs? Dude, don't tell people that. It's never going to be good. Don't tell people. That's not what he was doing. Black Lives Matter, y'all. Dude, a Wayne County just started lighting things on fire. Take the dust up. Come on. How long was this? Give me the... Uh, we got another thirty seconds of it, so does it tell you like what how how long it was to, to like to start? Does it have that? Stand by, because it needed to be about forty five seconds shorter. Yeah, it should have been over a while ago, probably before this segment even started. And what other lane roads are they talking about? Like, are they talking about like a one lane road? What, well, here's the thing: they don't even have lanes, right? It's just right. It's just dirt. The red and dirt, gravel. man, kicking it up one time now. Although there is something to that. Kick there the is something up. to that. What, what is there to it? What is there? Oh, there's something to that. Oh, absolutely. That that's a that can be a stress relief of driving out in the middle of nowhere, no other cars around. You're just looking at like, dude, Southern Ohio has that. Like, you get like a half hour south of here, you absolutely have that. Dude, I feel like if I don't, I feel like if I <laughs> like five thirty in the morning, and I drive to work. There's nobody else here. I don't know if I need to be back in the moonlight. Well, but... well at five thirty in the morning, you are in the moonlight. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Give me the vote, there, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Eh, it's half a turn. Not something that I'm in particularly uh, going to listen to ever again, but that was very easy to digest, and I think that's a, uh, a a recipe for success when it comes to country music. I would happen to agree. I probably will listen to it again, being a Billy Currington fan. I really like his song, We Are Tonight. I love that song. And uh, I, I think he's pretty talented. I have this new album, actually, that this is off of, and there's some good songs on it there. I'm going to vote not a turd. Not a turd! He'll chart pretty successfully with it. I doubt he'll have a number one hit on his hands with that, but he'll chart successfully with Do I Make You Wanna. We'll take a break here. Come right back. Play the new Three Days Grace on New Turd Tuesday next. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday, we played you new two chains featuring Drake. Big amount. We both kind of felt like half a turd on that one. Then we played you the new Billy Currington, Do I Make You Wanna? I voted not a turd. Fantone kind of felt like that was still kind of half. Didn't hate it, just kind of felt like it wasn't like a huge smash single. Well, I, which I agree. I don't think it'll be like a smash hit, but he will chart for sure. No, vice versa for me. I didn't oh. like it. I didn't like it, but I thought it'll be a commercial success. Ah, there you go. 
he'll do all right with it. Which, by the way, somebody called us out for being on the fence on things with a half turd. And it's uh, like, not with music and stuff. You, you, you got to leave room for that. And I have to be able to say, hey, I don't like this, but it'll be a success. And the same thing on, on the other side of like, dude, I really, really like this song, but I know this isn't going to be a big song. There's multiple layers of success. When there. you take out the middle ground, you are automatically putting you in hot takeville. There you go. You know what I mean? If you, if you don't leave the middle ground for explanation of, yeah, dude, it's not my thing, but it's going to be a song. You, you get yourself in a hot takeville there when you take out the middle ground. So I'm with you on that one. That's why I've always kept it. I know radio is supposed to be like, no, you have to have strong opinions. And I get it. I got plenty enough strong opinions. I don't need any more of those. Believe me, there's no lack of strong opinions coming out of me. So we're nearing the end here. We're going to play you this new Three Days Grace. Uh, and again, New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. This new Three Days Grace is you don't get me high anymore. Methamphetamine there. Did we ever figure out is this a new singer? That is a new singer. That's not Adam. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, that's that. It's definitely a new singer. Almost sounds like. Uh, it sounds like somebody we know. Papa Roach, maybe. Oh my God! So and nothing's fine, not like before. Make America great again, jeez Louise! See, I'm so happy you're doing it because I'm always God. the guy that rips on new rock bands and God. rips on new rock music. I'm always the guy that do it. People just think that I'm just miserable, and there you go. Well, he is miserable, yeah. but for other yeah. reasons outside of three. Yeah, days it's not grace. three days. Grace's fault. <laughs> oh my God. You guys should play new music on Rock 106.9. And normally I'm like, yeah, we should. And then every week I'm like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Crank up the Boston. Oh, dear God. That's definitely not Adam. What? So wait a minute. The new singer is the old singer of My Darkest Days? Did they switch singers? Because I thought that's where Adam from Three Days Grace went, was to go form My Darkest Days. Isn't he in St. Sonia? Oh, that's where he yeah, is. Yeah. See, you know how you can't tell? It's because it's all paint-by-numbers crap, just like Billy Currington, Jason Aldean, and Luke goddamn Brian. Like I've been saying for three years in here I've been on this. And then for three years I've been taking a beating every, every day. Every Tuesday I take a beating from you people. And sure enough, here it is. Here's proof, proof of it. 
right to your faces. Walk with me to the end. The porn star dancing guy. Oh. Porn star dancing. That song was awful, too. Oh, my God. The worst. Doesn't it even just sound bad? Like, this sounds like a local submission. Are you playing Fatal Method? No. And I didn't know yet? No. Because the mix sounds terrible. Like, this doesn't even sound like it was produced well. Used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do it. Gee, I wonder where they got that. So the little got more and more. Wow. Do you mean that they just lifted lyrics from a previous band and just copied it and put it into a new song? It's interesting. I thought only one musical format did that. God, I wish they wouldn't. I just wish they would have skipped this one. A lot of people on Twitter saying that sounds like the dude from Linkin Park had a stroke. Ah. Oh, Chester Bennington? Yeah. It sounds like unreleased tapes of Chester Bennington. It sounds like like it hasn't been doctored well enough to be an official release. It sounds like right. soundboard tapes right. is what it sounds like to me. Dude, lots of things are still fun. Woof. I gotta tell you, Three Days Grace is uh, kind of responsible for one of my favorite radio station memories. We were outside of the James A. Rhodes Arena, the jar there, yeah. and they were opening up for Nickelback. Okay. And this is back before people really knew Three Days Grace. They were still on like, their first like uh, you know U.S. release. Okay. And I was in the station van outside of the venue. And they came running up to the van, and the dudes in all all the dudes in Three Days Grace were pounding on the windows of the van and like shoving in copies of their album into the window. Go, dude, play our record, play our record, play our record. And I had to like roll the window, and I was like, guys, we're already playing that record. They had no idea that they had like started to break out. They knew they were on the road with Nickelback, but they had no idea like radio was starting to embrace them here like that. And uh, they had no idea we were playing them. It's kind of now that they're like a band and kind of like a big deal for people. It's just kind of funny to think back about those dudes with that. Like the guitar player had that long ass mohawk and just watching that dude run across a parking lot when he was broke as hell trying to get a radio station to play his record is still so funny to me. They've got some pretty good songs. Oh, my God. I mean, I hate everything about you is still damn good. We should still play the crap out of that. Good life is really good. Good life was good. Pain. Pain was excellent. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Three Days Grace records that we should be wrapping our arms around playing. That was not one of them, though. No. No. That one, not very good. I feel like we both just voted out loud Major Turd. It's a turd. Yeah, yeah that's unanimous yeah, there. that's fair. On the new th- uh, Three Days Grace. If you're in a local band, artist, whatever, you'd like to be featured on New Tour Tuesday, we'd like to play local artists. You can send me your stuff, stansbreakwrqk.com. Include a short little bio, make sure the song is edited for radio airplay. And a local band here, a uh, what I'm hearing is an alternative metal band. Jake is in this band. He sent this in. And uh, the name of the band is Fatal Method. The song is called Survive. The video is online for you at WRQK.com in the Stansberry Show section. It's also been tweeted out by uh, my account, which is at Stansberry Show. You can see it there as well. But let's take a listen to Survive by Fatal Method on New Tour Tuesday.
Hi, we want to be Breaking Benjamin. This song's five and a half minutes long. Jesus, Jeez. no, it's not. Not today, it's not going to be. Cut that boy off at three. Jake, I got places to be, kid. <laughs> no. Um, usually, you know, we uh, grade local submissions on, on a, a curve. curve. And honestly, from the production aspect so far, it doesn't sound like it necessarily needs it. It sounds professional. Well, their video looks well shot, too. So there's money being put into this band. Somewhere. I should tell you that they're playing Black Friday, the 25th, at the Empire in Akron at 8 p.m. So... At first, I was like, what is Black Friday? And then I'm like, oh, the shopping thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was like a black metal show or something like that where it's like, oh, dude, our souls are so dark. But no, it's just, hey, you can get half off of a mattress. Okay. <laughs> Fatal Method playing The Empire in Akron this Friday at 8 p.m. Yeah, musically, I like it a great deal. So far. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Is it kind of reminds me of very early Mudvayne. Like dig and like it reminds me of the it reminds me of early Mudvayne, which isn't bad. That's not bad at all. I like the little pauses they put in throughout the song. You like that? That's what that's what helped it be so goddamn long. Well, builds the drama. I also really like how he can go from singing into screaming, or how yes. they can go from singing into screaming pretty seamlessly. There, usually that's a big problem for 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 bands. Normally, it's a, like a, it's yeah, it's like a scratching of the record moment. I like that riff a lot. Method. Song's called Survive. 
Videos online, WRQK.com. Said I felt like it would sound like a like little early mud vein to me. Chris writes in and says it reminds me of Kill Switch Engage. So there's two good bands. Like if people are going to put you next to those two bands, not the worst there. I'll throw my comparison out there. Not a huge band, but I felt like very undersung in their time. Protest the Hero. Is, oh, is, good is, call. Yeah, I mean it, it, maybe it's the uh, the grandioseness of it yeah. combined with the screaming and the double bass. But yeah, oh, you, that's a great call. You guys are putting a lot of good good band, bands for Yeah, Corey tweets in and says this has been one of the better local submissions for New Tour Tuesday. I you know. I can't remember them all, but I, I got to tell you, I'm not hating this. Um, and a lot of bands that scream aggressively and do that growl, it's easy to lose the luster of it where it's like, dude, we get it. Right. This isn't the case here. I like that part to go. go. I like when the uh, singer gives the band permission to start breaking it down. Yeah. You play those drums, you play them hard. That sounds cool. A little menacing there. Like that. Protest the hero. Nice call. Fatal Method out of Canton, Ohio. Progressive uh, metal band there, Fantone. Give me the vote. Not a turd. Honestly, that was the best song we heard this week and quite possibly the best local submission we've ever had for New Turd Tuesday. That was great. Zach, uh, Zach Klein writes, uh, tweets and says, best local band you've had for sure. Blake wants to know why we're not funding this. Because uh, we're poor? What do you mean why are we funding this? Because we don't have any money, idiot. Dustin says it's better than Volstein. At D-Wing 9 says, that was awesome. I agree with you. It's the best song we played today, and it's probably one of the better local submissions we've had. I know we've had a couple of other, like White Buffalo Woman, right? Was that, right. Is that the name of the band? Right. They were really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hey Monet has been on this, and they're really good. So I'm not going to say they were the best local band, but, dude, Fatal Method, not a turd, dude. Not a turd. Yeah, I do want to remind you of this, since everybody seems to like it. If you like those guys, Fatal Method, you can find them in Akron this Friday night. They're going to play The Empire. That'll be at eight o'clock. There's a slew of other bands with them as well, uh, so you, you'll see you know some bands that you like out there as well playing with uh, Fatal Method. Their videos online for you. WRQK.com. If you like the song, the video was pretty well shot. It was pretty well shot. All right, I can't believe I dude. I'm like in awe right. I can't believe that ended up being that way. Well, usually we have to pull out the kid gloves and be like, well, but you know, guys, just keep trying, and maybe if you get you know you practice a little bit more and you get a better engineer. No, those dudes were just good. 
I, yeah, man, I got to say, if people are saying that your band reminds them of Mudvayne and a little bit of Kill Switch Engage, and Fantone had the best analogy, I think, which is Protest the Hero. And Dude, when people are going to put you up against bands like that that are great like that, I, I think you got to walk away feeling like that's a victory. Jake, the rest of Fatal Method, well done, guys. That's not a turd there. Aside from that, we are done for the day. The show will be podcasted at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. And uh, we will be back live at this tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day.